What's happening? Episode 10, coming to you live. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we made it to 10 episodes. Could you believe that? I just want to say thank you to everyone, day ones, the people from middle school, high school, college, um, baby mamas, mama's mamas, for listening to us. Uh, Yeah, over 100 listens on every podcast, so big shout out to you guys for the support. Thank you for telling us that you appreciate us, or just the good and the bad. The bad ratings on Apple keep them going, so we know what we're doing, <laughs> good or bad. We don't Jesus. give a fuck. Bad publicity is good hey, publicity. Hey, don't do that. No, but honestly, though, we made it 10 episodes, so we're in the oh, double digits. Better. And we're getting better and wiser. Not really. But, Joey, we got two special guests today. We have two incredible guests, and we've been trying to set this up for a really, really long time. Okay, so our first guest, you might remember him from our last episode, episode nine, Mr. Joey Wilder, the founder of SD Protein Co. Well, he decided to grace us with his presence for another episode because we got some follow-up questions on his lifestyle and what goes on for him. But on top of that, as of Thursday, right? It's Thursday or Friday that you competed in Pittsburgh? Yeah. Friday. Friday. As of Friday, we have our very, very good friend. Uh, We've known Dee since... God, since I was a baby at the gym and since everybody else is a baby at the gym. Um, D just turned pro. He got his IFBB pro card. Um, he's here, and he's going to share his story. And we just wanted to, since if you listen to the last episode, Joey was talking about how connections were very heavy and how that's one of the most important things in the industry or of any industry. It's about who you know. And uh, we thought that it would be a great idea to do a little collab with two heavy hitters in the fitness game. They've never met each other. So today is going to be an awesome episode. I'm ready to kick this shit off. How, how, how do you guys feel today or no? Good. Amazing. Yeah, I feel good. Yeah, it's a good day, man. Definitely. Fantastic. A good day. It might be a setback though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you might get a little, you might get a little more grief. <laughs> a couple more negative comments. <laughs> nah, man, it's gonna be amazing. Just want to start off by saying thank you, Joey's mom, <laughs> for having Joey. We appreciate. In the universe, really. you either no, need a Joey or a sunshine, <laughs> and we got both. Thank you, Joey's mom. Oh my. <laughs> Always appreciate her. <laughs> that was her advertisement of the day. Thank you, Joey's mom. <laughs> All right. Uh, shout out to my mom. Um, Why do they call you Turtle? That's what I want. They, they call, that's a long story. It doesn't matter. Don't want to bring personal turtle. shit up. All right. Turtle. You don't bring that up. I'll bring up X. We're good. <laughs> so, so we have we have two heavy hitters, like I said earlier. And uh, Joey, as all you guys know, is the founder of SC Protein Co. Um, D is one of the you know avid customers of SC Protein Co. And you guys are both live in San Diego. You're not from San Diego, neither are you. Mm-hmm. So you guys are both really successful. And the three of us look up to the both of you with many aspects, including like, you know, drive and motivation and perseverance because you guys have both had setbacks, you know. So um, I'm gonna start off this question um, with D. What is the like the main drive that makes you be successful like what what is it that just like lights a fire under your ass and first is like that's the greatest gift but to be totally completely honest you have to be taught a work ethic so I appreciate from a young age my parents people around me teaching me how to work mm-hmm. not teaching me about the outcome teaching me about giving the same effort regardless of the outcome mm-hmm. so in my older age my wiser years I would say every time I see an obstacle I see op- opportunity Mm-hmm. Nice. So, Ooh. I don't just Ooh. see, right. when you see the problem, you need to be thinking of the solution or a way to get there ahead. There are limits, 
but not me. Nice. Not me. Same same question, Mr. Wilder. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I agree with a lot of what he's saying. I mean, I grew up with um, misfortune as I was growing up. I literally remember the sentence from my mom of, as I was playing with Legos, I was nine years old, my mom came to me and said, we can either have dinner tonight or I can drive you to school and me to work tomorrow. Oh. And I saw my mom grind her ass off and it really is about doing the process and not the result. I think so commonly people are viewing the summit, which is where we wanna be, and we neglect the road that it takes to get there. Nothing is achieved without hard work. Man, and I'm from South Georgia, so the first job I ever had oh, dude, I've lived at in Georgia. 12 years old was picking tobacco. Oh, oh, really? It's no That's harder hard labor than picking tobacco when you're 12. All you wanna do is go fast enough so you can drive the tractor when you're 13 next on you. But it teaches you Character. a grind. Yeah. It builds you. You know, everybody don't have the same road, but yeah. you'll get there. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Um, so your guys' timeline of journey, right? Like SC Protein Co. was founded how many years ago? Four years. Four that's fucking that's phenomenal. Okay. And D, you started your real fitness journey from like your incredible weight loss to your lean stages, to your competitive stages about four years ago, right? Or maybe a little bit more? Like, like serious. A little bit more of a serious about, I didn't do a competition until I was 39. Okay, which like is, all, boom. Four or five years ago. All right, so yeah. check it out. So within the last four years of both of your grinds, right? What was your biggest setback? And then how did you get through it? And what was your biggest setback? And how did you get through it? And this, this could be personal. It could be like, you know, um, you know, being broke or having a loss in the family or losing a job, you know, you know how it goes. So mm -hmm. what, what, was, what was your biggest setback and then how did you push through that? Oh man, um, biggest setback for me is super personal. Um, there's nothing more difficult than saying goodbye to the person that raised you and taught you most of the lessons that you apply daily. That happened three and a half years ago and my grandmother got what's called locked in syndrome she was in her garden, she had a stroke because she forgot to take her insulin, and she got a one in the million issue within her body, which meant she had locked-in syndrome. Her brain was there, she had no motor skills, she couldn't do anything besides blink. She was only going to get worse. Oh shit, like that movie Get Out? Kind of like that, kind of like, I mean similar, I would hope that's not how morbid it is, but <laughs> similar to that. Um, and going through that, it was really difficult because I had to physically say goodbye to the person that taught me a lot of the lessons that I now pass on to my younger siblings and to other people. In retrospect, I grew a lot from it and the pain that I got from it, I realized it was growing pains. And now, every day I wake up happy and grateful for the time that I have here because it really showed me that time is precious. Money will return, your time really won't and it really kind of instilled that years ago. When are you gonna put that on a shirt? <laughs> your time, your money will return, time won't? Yeah. Who knows, man? I don't know, if someone's put that on a shirt, Get that merch. I'm, Get that I'm, merch. I'm gonna need that yeah, first oh, one. Man. You have to make sure to buy the URL before Joey does, or else <laughs> it's gonna sink you. Yeah, so. bro, I've already bought like three URLs. Since uh, my God. <laughs> he probably bought ours. Oh, dude, I He <laughs> <laughs> won't tell us. Oh, man. But uh, yeah, I mean, that was uh, the biggest lesson I learned because from that, I had to rebuild myself and be comfortable doing that because going through that changed me a lot and it caused me to grow up a lot faster than I needed to because I was now viewed as a role model or as a higher figure 
in my family because although I'm the oldest, she was kind of the head honcho. So, so what what you're saying is, is like you were the guy that everybody looked up to, but you lost who you looked up to. Mm-hmm. So you had no one. Okay, I feel that. Yeah, uh, and so I mean, for me, I turned to mentors that I had and other coaches that I had met and people that just kind of enabled me and pushed me to grow. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to know that the man I was growing into was going to be the man that Show always knew I could be. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. What about you, D? What was your biggest setback, and how did you get over it? I got a few. But get I'm a little closer to the mic, D. Oh. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> get in there. Make get love. In there. <laughs> First of all, I would like to say setbacks, uh, they make you reevaluate where you are and where you need to be. A little louder. So setbacks make you reevaluate where you are and where you want to be and how you should get there. I never go into anything saying how I'm going to do it. I want to know why I'm doing it. So with that said, it's funny that you just asked that question because th- today I just wrote this. I wrote, life is simple, living life not so much. As people, we have a complex existence. We are mentally intelligent and emotionally sensitive, beings whom are bound to be disappointed by unmet expectations on occasions. Sheesh. How we handle these moments dictate the course of our lives. So. Every day, my father taught me to do something spiritual, feed the inner man, emotional, because a lot of people don't have emotional health, and something mental, refresh the brain, and then lastly, something physical. And the physical being the tangible place, ways we touch the world. But the most important applications happen inside. So with me, I have good life. I like life. I, I like struggle. So it tests your mental. There's beauty One in the of struggle. the biggest things that uh, happened to me was my, my oldest nephew, he passed away, he drowned two weeks before his high school graduation. Come on, oh, man. So That's I had to go home and, and deal with that. So I came back different. And that really went lit a fire to me. And it made me think about life. Life in general is life is you're going to experience a lot of loss. And one day you're going to be a loss to other people. So how you handle that significantly affects your life and even outcome. And just recently, I lost my mom. I lost my mom. I'll just hold it up. Hold it up. Hold it up. I'm really not that soft-spoken. I'm just shot on camera. It's that celebrity in me. You won't get me like that. I lost my mom. And and the analogy I put up, you know, I said that uh, my mom's like a sun, S-U-N, a billion stars. So it's a lot of stars. People can relate to that. But to my dad, she was like his universe. Yeah. So he's still here. It's only one of those. So I'm proportionate how how things affect me. I'm cerebral with it. I really think things out for a proper outcome. You know, I don't do too many things casual. Like this, the fun is going to be spontaneous, but it's not going to be right. casual. Whatever we do, it's going to be authentic. So the I quickest like way to have a handle a setback is to get a victory. You determine a victory. It's all relative. Your success. You make markers. Help yourself achieve. So, like, if I get dumped, the quickest I bang somebody and get that get that V. <laughs> I don't know your definition of bang. <laughs> I think that's an energy drink. And they come in a lot of flavors. So you could bang in a lot of flavors. <laughs> back on top. You know me. Disclaimer. He's, he's always on top. <laughs> okay. Oh man. No, but like going back to that, like obviously going through hardships and kind of obstacles like that. So there's always two ways to kind of deal with situations, right? Either you deal with them in a sense that some people that have a strong 
head on their shoulders that like I'm gonna get through it but I'm obviously everybody has their own kind of mentality it was everywhere like a like I I do not know how I'm gonna get through this situation I don't know how I'm gonna overcome that because it's just that difficult a lot of people get lost yeah. like with that you know not knowing is fine we don't know how to, we have to know everything and that's when maturity steps in not everybody who is old is mature they just had a lot of birthdays yeah. <laughs> so what happens is when you mature, you honestly give an evaluation of yourself and say, what are my strong points and what are my weaknesses? Mm -hmm. So me, I like to be, not just around like-minded people, I like to be around all people. Because I think people are the same except for culture. So yeah. the more things I touch, the more places I go, the more I'm in tune with humanity. So mm -hmm. if you've only been on this block, you're only going to touch the people on this block and two blocks over however they've been. But if you've been to different countries, different neighborhoods, you expose yourself to more, you get more. With that said, I'm a big cherry picker <laughs> on life. So Joey has skills that I like. I know I can go to Joey for that. I don't have to get that skill, acquire that skill. I can, and I can learn from Joey. And then I can go to Tony. Yeah. I can go to Donut Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Donuts with protein. That's a novel idea. You got it. So, so wait, but I mean, but, but before this meeting, you've heard of SD Protein Co, right? Yeah, I tried to find this office on 30th oh, Street. Man. <laughs> We're like ghosts, man. We're hard to Why find. didn't you shoot him a DM? S say again? Know, that sounds dirty, down. Tony, but um, <laughs> shoot him. Yeah. How about an AB? You know how I you know how I got, you know how I got him on this show with the DM? Bro, he slid into the question DM. I, I had into a question, question thing up, DM. and he was like, "Would you go on the Nothing to Lose podcast?" And I was like, "Yeah, for sure." He had nothing to lose. See, he, and then, <laughs> he, 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 he was easier than you. And then, and then, for all the fans, for all the fans, we have like the founder of one of the largest protein co's, and he's here just based on that. But getting one of our oldest friends, D, to come on this goddamn show, <laughs> I would show you the text if I could, but. But in fact, I didn't save them because they would incriminate me. But I got here when I could. Yeah, yeah. It's He's actually perfect. He's been busy. Out, it worked out for the best because now I mean, we're I here. I showed up like 20 yeah. minutes early. I thought I was late. I was like, man, they're going to cap on me. They're already going to be live. It now, worked out, though. So, I mean, just like going along, um, I think that we have a theme of just knowing about people's struggle and even though like, we're looking at two of the most successful men in the fitness industry in the greater San Diego area, um, it's, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if it's like calming or it's like, um, like peaceful for me to know that the two of you have struggled just like I have. Totally. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's so nice to level with you guys, you know, coming from like entrepreneur and then somebody who just worked their ass off and is now an IFBB pro at the ripe age of, I'm not telling you, <laughs> like, I'm you're on live right now, I'm guess. A baby. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I'm just, I'm just, you know, like, so I want to say to to both of you, you know, even though I'm a, I'm a little bit taller, I I do I I look up to the both of you <laughs> in with you know a lot a lot of respect and a lot Thank of you admiration. For that. Yeah, for Thank for you. real, for real. Thank yeah. you. And we're gonna cut to commercial while I go cry and shit my pants. Oh, don't <laughs> don't Intro the Drake. <laughs> I'm in Marvin's room right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think just to kind of touch on that, um, I don't know if it's the fitness industry or I don't know if it's just the industry itself, but I think a lot of people that are striving grinders, regardless of the industry it's in, they get to this place where they have success and they don't share what it actually took to get there. 
Oh, yeah, I hate that. They Super lead this facade that it was an overnight success. And I said this on the last episode, yep. but Amazon took 25 years to be profitable. So there's people that are saying, I want an overnight success. It doesn't happen that way. And to me, I like connecting with people. And I think the best way to do that is to share that we have common ground. Because if I share like, oh, I got to this place and you view me here, we're going to have a disconnect because you're viewing me all the way up here and you're here when really we're on the same wavelength. I just happened to have worked my ass off to get to a certain point and I, to the point where I actually forgot how old I was. Dude, I literally thought I was 28 turning 29 and I had my mom remind me that I was 27 <laughs> turning 28. Yeah. So for those of you that messaged me asking my age, there you go. There you go. <laughs> 27. What do you got on that, D? I would say a little business degree from Penn State. <laughs> he said it takes people, no one, absolutely no one does it on their own. Yeah. No yeah. one. I think that Joey touched on that. You have to have people to be successful. Mm -hmm. His success is determined on not just his product and his service, but do people buy. (laughs) You know, Apple can have amazing products, but if they're in a warehouse, exactly. So you need people. You need a lot of people. Yeah. And, And I think the more you venture into servicing your community and then People see that. People buy into you. Totally. And you need to be able to take instructions. You need to be able to be mentored and be a mentor in all areas. Yeah. So that's how you bu- you build yourself up in business, too. And you got to have hustle because mm-hmm. they're not going to know about you and want your product or your service if you don't make them aware. True. Mm-hmm. So it takes people, and it takes a grind, and it takes a hustle, and some know-how. So you don't have to know it all, but you should know how to... It's like the president. You should build a, a powerful cabinet. <laughs> yeah. You won't be calling my line. I'm like, bro, come here. That was your job. But you got to learn how to delegate to that. With success comes yeah. responsibility, and it comes sharing your know-how. You know, the process is simple a lot of times, but the work and getting it done is not easy. Mm-hmm. So you grew up with a very strong military background because your dad. Yeah. You were in the military. Yeah, my dad was in the military too. And your dad oh, was in the military. military retired, yeah. So do you, do you guys think that maybe having some of that military background instilled with like, I guess, discipline is like kind of like kept you guys in check mentally for the rest of your lives? Or I mean? I was pretty disciplined before I got to the military uh-huh. because my pops woke me up 4.30 every morning to shut a gate. Bucket of cold school. water. Well, but he gave me, they, my parents gave me um, freedom with that. I didn't like I have a curfew. I still made great grades, mm-hmm. graduated with honors, things like that because they trust me. Like me, myself, my youngest, my kids, I don't check homework after third grade. You come to me, we, mm-hmm. we build things. So what That's the military good. did yeah. for me yeah. was introduce me to a, at 19 to a different world. It, it took away uh, things that I had learned that I should unlearn. The military introduced me to different people, countries, and places, and I unlearned that. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So a lot about learning is unlearning. And not that people, they just were ignorant or they didn't know to teach us certain things. They didn't, went malice and nothing like that. They just didn't have the information that I needed to be successful. And the military also helps you build a routine mm-hmm. and stick to a routine. I like that term, unlearn. So like just for clarification, unlearning is like, let's say you learn something in the classroom, but then actually experience it firsthand you relearn and learn for yourself what that is so like let's say I can I can learn about Syria in in like a classroom but until I get deployed and I experience like the culture and like the you know 
actual country itself, that's how I really learn what Syria is and what it's about, like to an extent? That works too, and I would say unlearned is, uh, there had to be a classroom, life was a classroom. Learning takes place, you learn so much before you even go to school if you go to public school. You know? Teaching and learning takes place everywhere. So unlearning is basically somebody uh, just don't have the knowledge. Or say Syria, for example, they uh, give you information that's not true, that's not factual, it's based on opinion. Because where you are born, where you reside geographically has a lot to do with your belief system yep. and what you accept and what you're willing to accept right. and yeah. not accept. Yeah. And people will say, because people confuse being humane, moral with legal. That we confuse justice ah, I think we with legal system. We, yeah, we, and we might not have a justice system, we might have a legal system. So, because justice will always be fair and right. right. So, what happens is people confuse those things. Loopholes. Yes. Yeah. And then you go, ah, oh, that's not how it is. No. And so, I don't teach my kids what they think. I try to teach them to be critical thinkers and deal with the consequence. Love that shit. And I, we already know the consequence. So, yeah. if he, he, no homework. No video games? If he's good with no homework, I'm good with no video games. Yeah. So it works. All right. I have a, um, I have a question. Well, I guess that's, that's my mantra. I have a question. <laughs> but, um, Do I have a question? Yeah, I have a million questions, Another you one. guys. Another one. Another one. Another so, one. <laughs> so I... You should I, tell, tell her to cue. <laughs> we, you know, we, we really should buy, well, like, a damn audio board. Last time we told board. her to say anything, Alexa kept yelling at us. Yeah, oh, it was... Oh, my God. Oh, God. Here we go. No. Hey, Callie, another oh. one. There you go. He started Tony off. You know, Alexa oh, works. Oh, God. Well, you better find 1800 by Patron. What <laughs> <laughs> you got to get live in here. I know. We're about to carry him out. We might have to carry him out. In the military. Oh, man. I didn't personally go through the military, but just like him, my dad woke me up at 4 a.m. every day. I had about five minutes to eat. I had less than that to shower. I had to be out the door. And I grew up on a farm. So it was a lot of labor work a lot of lessons, hard lessons learned. And I feel like that, it, that did play a role in who I became as I got older, because a phrase that rings through my head, I remember my dad turning to me and asking, if everyone else jumped off the bridge, would you do the same thing? And much like him on the critical thinking side, I turned to him and I said, well, it depends on how high the bridge is. And a couple other things that I, and at this age, I think I was 10 years old, I was still critically thinking about it and he turned to me and he said, a good leader leads by example and creates more leaders. And that sentence has rang in my mind time and time again. And so I take the lessons and the discipline and the hard love that he passed on and I let it mold me into who I was. I'm a super calm and patient person and in life, you have to be patient because nothing happens overnight. And I've seen yes. the result of discipline and hard hours and hard labor, um, it's tough. And I, I attribute it a lot to the processes and the systems that I have in life. And to backdrop military, it teaches you, because people say leadership, it sounds good. So somebody might say CEO, we think of success. When we say janitor, we think of minimum. But it's not true, you could be a CEO and a janitor. You could yeah. be a terrible CEO and fantastic janitor. Mm -hmm. So what happens, the military, introduced me to good leadership and bad leadership. Oh, yeah. So I have a management totally. degree. So I don't agree when people say he's a born leader. No. So why do we need to go to school to, to learn leadership and things like that? Mm -hmm. So leadership tells me, I tell my kids, if it's the process and delegation and helping people, sometimes you have to lead up front. 
mm -hmm. new ventures, something he want to produce. He's got to show his team the plan, the format. Sometimes he got to stand beside him. There's some, you know, some things that sometimes he got to be behind him mm -hmm. with the push or stepping back. So a good leader knows oh, that, and he he develops his team. For the life of me, I don't know why people won't share information. That's just less I got to do. <laughs> boss, we live in a world if, of withholding. And not the boss. If I am the employee with boss, boss, relationship, boss, boss. I would want mine, the most complete employee I can have. Yeah. I feel like just dropping knowledge bombs, and I don't really have shit to say right now. Well, I, have a, I mean, for, for, for D, I have a question. You're um, not dropping knowledge bombs. <laughs> they are. For <laughs> you being in the military, and you went to obviously other countries, right? Um, and you got to experience different cultures. And here we like to have, we have obviously the American culture of doing things. And what's our work ethic is what we see here in America, but how people are, um, how they're raised. Did that change your perspective at all, like and how you do things and how you go about things? Um, well, I would say me, myself, I can see how people don't change, but I, <laughs> it's different. So I never knew technically what Negro means is and things like that. Because we always, we never cared about what you had on, what you did. It was always what you did with it. Mm -hmm. You know, so everything was, from that perspective, everyone's equal to me always. Right. But I would say in this country, we overestimate our value. Okay. The multiple table. To be honest, anyway. <laughs> uh, nobody knew what's going on right there. Hydraulics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, sometimes we overestimate our value, okay. even globally. Yeah. Totally. We think we're more important than what we are. That's why I'm asking. Every that's person. That's kind of the answer I wanted to get. Look at themselves and say, "Will any who do, who who is affected most by my loss if I'm gone? My kids, because relationships and things evolve. Right. Mm -hmm. So everything won't be set in place. You still, he's his mama's baby, but he's not his baby. He's not calling mom, waiting to get fed or do anything things that because that he sure. He don't know that. <laughs> don't know that. Except for Joy's mom. <laughs> Sometimes she cooks good food. <laughs> regardless, I don't see the world as countries and stuff like that. It's people. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as Iran. Those people. Yeah. No place. And we have the same kids, elderly people, people sick everywhere. Yeah. And it's a funny thing in the military is tell us, don't eat what they eat over there. I was like, um, that's not what's killing them. Bombs and bullets. I don't yeah. eat bombs and bullets. So <laughs> I'm good with this watermelon over here and whatever they're eating. But we should take a look around and, and think more collectively. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it's just like getting on an airplane every time I fly. Doesn't matter where you sit and who gets on first. It's we all land and getting on, getting on off at the same time. Yeah. It just yeah. kills me when I see people. I just gotta get on the plane first. I gotta get on the plane first. Yeah. <laughs> or, right. or, I mean, or the plane lands and everyone. I think on like that subject, I just want to touch base on it. Is right now it's people against people, and if we look at it from a human standpoint and a physiological standpoint, we as humans are born incomplete. We're born, and nine months later, we're able to crawl and we're able to walk. A baby giraffe is born. Within three minutes, it's running around. Within 48 hours, mm -hmm. it knows how to hunt, and it can support himself. We are self-reliant. We aren't self-reliant until we're 13. So we're born incomplete. What makes us powerful is our problem-solving skills and our ability mm -hmm. to yep. work together. That's right. But we have feuds with each other, and that's the saddest part is we're strong together, and we're hindering ourselves of our gift, which is problem-solving. 
together we're strong individually we are the weakest thing on the food chain can you um can you can you say that being like an entrepreneur and having your own business with obvious competitors in the industry mm -hmm. does it also relate or not um i think that goes back to a scarcity mindset so many people are afraid of competitors in the industry when i can tell you i'm helping three other people that own and operate a protein baking business here in San Diego. There's another one that has a protein baking business in Texas, and I help them because a scarcity mindset mm -hmm. is a very closed-minded way of thinking. If you think in a scarcity mindset, you're gonna close yourself off from one, connecting with people, two, I personally hindered my business growth when I closed myself off to being open-minded to at least hearing people out and working with them. So what is the benefit of helping out competitors? Like, I mean, you know from a business point competition fuels innovation mm -hmm. uh -huh. oh, so okay. he, he can't be complacent himself and and it helps the market mm -hmm. it's it's obviously a market for it and he can't service the whole market and be competitive and be fair to it's like monopolies that's why the government went into microsoft and say i need you a monopoly for your operating system services because every pc now had like 99 percent of them unless you was with macintosh and apple had Windows parts and their, their, um, their interface. Operation so what happens yeah. is he can't just sit there and say, oh, I'm first. In the it's industry. all mine. Yes. Would you want to? No. Nothing improves. <laughs> if yeah. there's nothing to, if there's no demand and there's no other product out there, then it's only me. That's like me being the only person to retail inside a facility which is redundant because then I'm setting the standard. And if there's nothing to compare it to, how does anyone know if it's the best or the worst? It's just a thing. A gym is a gym. And I said this during the last episode, sharks swim side by side and don't attack each other, but coexist. It's possible for businesses to do the same. A gym is a gym, 10 pounds is 10 pounds. You pay for the way you feel and the comfortability you have going in. For me, I build relationships. I try and connect with people. Still, I, I, I still won't business. go to crunch, though. But. Still won't <laughs> go to crunch? <laughs> <laughs> when people say, I don't go to Worlds, I go to this gym. It's, it's gym. It's, gym it's what you do when you're yeah. in there. So, because people get worried about resources. That's why we have divisions and we divisive. Because mm -hmm. we're still caveman mentality fighting over resources. Mm -hmm. Tribal, right, Alex? Yes. We, we, we're worried <laughs> that's about That's my thing, dude. So, <laughs> survival Space is horse. a must. Yeah. And that's what people harken back to when they, when they see. It's no difference in any of us at right. all. Yeah. Just culture, geographic, where you from, how we do things. But we do the same things. We need the same things. Most things aren't essential. They have a purpose, but they're not essential. But we get that confused a lot. Yeah. Technology food, tricks us and makes us think, think mm -hmm. that those things are needed. Mm -hmm. But when you strip it down to we all have the same basic needs. Yep. Dropping knowledge. You both are right now. But going to, to your younger age, if you can, so obviously we have listeners our age, 26, 25. So <laughs> what, do you, what do you tell them? Like, Joey, you want to help them out, but like our generation wants it right now. They don't want to go through the struggle. They don't want to trust the process. I, I, I love the process. I, I touched base on the first episode and second episode. I like the process better than when you get there. Mm -hmm. If they, you don't build a proper foundation, it all fails. It all falls apart. You're going to have to repeat that. If you don't build a proper foundation, <laughs> it all fails, it all falls apart. So what happened to me, I'm 44 years old. 
Mm-hmm. So, my structure was set by the time I was 17, 15, 16, 17. It's firm. My belief system, who I am, lines I knew I wouldn't cross. And then what happens is I grow older, I dress out each room. I decorate it. Now it's, you know, I add a little joy, a little tone, a little here or there to it. And then it's, I keep building, I keep building. But what was set in stone was set in stone already. The foundation, the rock. What? Who are you as a person outside of what you do, what you got on, all that? I like to ask myself, who am I? Who am I? You know, you know the, the best thing about having the both of you here right and now? And this is how me and Joey talking to Jim when he don't get his reps. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no, no <laughs> I'm tired. I got well, Let's just talk. No, trust. Oh, yeah, no, trust. Workout is a five-hour in, in endeavor when we're having philosophical discussions over whatever. But this is the best discussion. Though. No, no, they really are. And, like, shit. I wish that we could have videotaped half of those because it was amazing. But the, the what I was going to say, though, is the best part about having the both of you on right now is I can tell that you both have the same like ideas about shit. Like it's it's crazy. You know, you think, you know, struggle, hard work, motivation, like everything encompassing, boom, you both got it. But the way that you both explain it is so differently. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like the way that D explains it is very like flowery with a lot of metaphors, but the message <laughs> is like I, I didn't mean that. I meant like it was it's <laughs> you, very you, you gotta get her the blush. Time out. Yeah. Time out. No, 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 no. no. It's very like the way the way the the way that D explains it is like so eloquent. It's so it's like like it's painting an image in my head. But but the way that Joe explains it's very analytical and very just like cut yeah, and it's but it's like the same message. And that's the difference in our age. Collaborate. The older I get, the less hard numbers I am. Because mm-hmm. I used to be OCD, put it here, put it there. Then I go from the procedure, the procedure, how to more why. Mm-hmm. And why outside of the abstract why? Why? Why is this important? Why is it needed? Focused on the micro. Yes. And, and so you see the big picture, but then the smaller details, once you get the big picture in place, takes more time. Yeah. Takes more. And I can tell as I get older, because um, a lot of my closest friends are closer to your age, believe it or not, and those are the people I connect with more because they have that mindset of focusing on the micro. I think so many people are focused on the macro out of life. I want to have $100,000. I need to have that in order to do the things that will then make me happy, when really if we're just happy, mm-hmm. then we can do the things that actually do make us happy which then in turn will give us the $100,000 that we want. If we operate from happiness and compassion and contentness, we can still do the things that make us happy because we can be happy without having that dollar amount. I literally had a conversation with someone today. This dude made six figures in less than three weeks. He thought that would make him happy seeing that dollar amount only to get there and realize that it didn't make him happy. So now what do I do? I set my mind on this dollar amount, this career, this position, this status. I'll be validated when I get there and I'll be happy once I have that. If you attach your happiness to that, you are what you love and not what loves you. Yeah. Like studies say, that's like marginal benefit. Mm-hmm. How much money do you have to make a year to be content and happy? Mm-hmm. Even though happy doesn't come from the monetary. Mm-hmm. Anything that's material, it has no value to me. Mm-hmm. Anything man can make has no intrinsic value to me. So once I set aside those kind of things, I can operate in the world how it works, but I can put my values totally. on top of it. So I'm not motivated by a certain dollar amount. So I'm motivated more by true happiness. So you, you can't live in the past 
people say it all the time, and you can't look forward to the future because it's not here. And by the time it gets to the future, you're in the present. Mm-hmm. So you might as well operate in the present. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if you take smaller steps, you're going to get to the journey. So people see the, the trip. Like, building a bridge is simple, right? No. I'm actually, aren't there a lot of bridges? That's a successful thing we can do. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a for simple sure. task. So why don't we build a bridge to connect to each continent? Because it's not easy. So people confuse things that are saying. simple with totally. being easy, and they confuse things that are difficult or tasks. It might not be that. The task itself might be difficult, but putting it into application solution might be easy. And so what happens is people don't let someone else dictate to you what your life should be. You guys ready for a stupid question? <laughs> Hold on. Three, two, one, I counted you in. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So being, being two successful guys in the fitness industry of, of all industries, all right, so just answer real quick because it's a follow-up question. Are you guys single? Yes or no? What? I'm married to the planet. But that's not even a <laughs> goddamn answer. All right. So I love everybody. So then, like, okay, the, the question, follow-up question is, is, so, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I'm my bed on my mom. Yes, I'm single. <laughs> there you go. So the, the question is, is dating nowadays, because like, everyone wants to know about that shit, is it harder, like, being, like, men of status? Because I, uh, we're, we're about to, we're about to. No, I'm about to go live again, so you get more traction with that question. <laughs> all right, so I'm, I'm, I'm about to repeat myself, but, like, being, like, men of status. I'll talk about relationships all day. Boy, do I know. Dating is different. Yeah. Do you actually get to date people? Because I think they put too much into what's uh, a date. I'm ready for you. You should date and meet and do what you spend your money. But I would say this. As a person, your connection is how many people on the planet? Yeah, many, but. How, how many but, billion? Me. But, that metaphor. No, no, talk, true. That free talk. Uh, if she's number one. I don't have to go through the next seven billion. But but if the, she's somewhere in the middle, I but, stop there. But, but if she's the last one, I end there. The okay, but but like but like the, the whole thing though. I don't want to hear Joy. No no no, no oh, the, the whole man. thing the whole thing. So I'm I'm gonna pose the question again because hey, Joy. you skirted. Joy love. likes you. Being you, alone. you He's he's like uh, dude. He was just telling uh, us about his relationship. He wake up with a vibe. No, 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 I wasn't. Oh, we want to hear this. Yeah, yeah. no, it wasn't. We want to hear this, kidding. Joey. Joey wakes no. up with a violin. <laughs> all the time. All right, all right. This this is all right. Whatever. I'm gonna go home. No, but no, but the the, the question fucking pose <laughs> that you neither one of you have answered. I said I was single. I'm not available. Asked. No, I'm not single. Men of status, though. Like you it, being a founder of a successful, and then you being an IFBB pro. Is dating hard and like I, being I would that person? Say, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a answer from a point of view is status has nothing to do with it mm-hmm. to me. But I mean, people obviously people. know who the both of you are. You well, guys are both famous. I'm not famous. By I'm a nobody, means. bro. Oh, I'm just another face. I will say this. That's what the problem <laughs> with if you meet someone you like, it should be someone you like and you want to get to know more. Yeah. Regardless of what they, I don't know what success, see, success is on so many different levels. Everyone can't have the same position, or we're not gonna yeah. have this life. Look, I Everybody get, can't be Tony and run no, no, his no, first no, half no. marathon in oh, an God, hour and forty-two man, minutes. He, he, and and like hashtag Tony and runs. And I think got mine yeah, in two hours. Tony that's why he fell down K, the first time. Oh, that's, that's oh. <laughs> he still killed me. Tony no, runs two K eighteen. Yeah, no, but real. But yeah, you guys. Of course, you guys are gonna downplay yourself. But I hung out. I hung out with both of them. And honestly, like the most humble guys, most down to earth. Like I hung out with Joey last Saturday, me and my girlfriend Jen. 
Cam's hung out with me and my girlfriend. We've driven up to Chino together, you know. And you see them outside of just like, you know, when I hanged out with both of them, we we put our phones down. Like nobody's on social yes. media. We're just getting to know each other. So yeah, they have a following. Yeah, they're known, but they they're grounded. They're not like, oh, hold up, I gotta check this real quick. Mm-hmm. I gotta do this real quick. No, they give your attention to them. Yeah. Uh, but like, but like to go along with that, like I mean, I've never had the pleasure of hanging out with Joey outside of this room. That's Still your good, problem. Yeah. That's e- your problem. Every time that I'm, I'm you're not going with in the DM. Every, every time I'm hanging out with D, Get in the DM. everybody knows this guy. And, and we just went over a story uh, with Joey where they went off to PB, and everybody knew Joey. Like, all these guys are always saying what's up constantly to all these people. So, yes, you are well-known, even though San Diego is, like, the largest small town in the world. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's people know who the both of you are. I've been, I've been in San Diego my whole adult life. So, but, but like, dating, though. Like, but people been, don't, like, you know? I've been to college out here. I've been to military yeah. out here. Yeah. I yeah. have my own business out here. I Operated Charlie here. I've been in a lot of different areas, but so and I made it my business to go somewhere different in the county all the time. How many thoughts slide in your DM a day? I don't know what a thought is. I'm too old for that. Thoughty. Um, <laughs> what's what the thought been for? Oh, <laughs> that hoe over there. Where 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 is she at? I'll backtrack. <laughs> I'll, I'll answer. I'll answer the first question, which was, is dating difficult in MySpace? Um, in my, my space? MySpace. In like my space. <laughs> oh. like my we know, we know. We just want it. No, bro, I'm not about the MySpace days, dude. MySpace is dead. Just, After she, Justin Timberlake bought it, it died. She just went <laughs> for the protein donut. Oh, man. You know what? Hey, I get tons of messages. <laughs> I, I don't know if like asking about donuts is like a good opener. If you're watching, it's not. It's the worst opener. If you yeah. ask me about donuts, you're automatically like, yeah. I'm not going to respond. Because they're talking about their donut. Yeah, it's not, even that, dude. Like, I try <laughs> and operate from like a good place because I used to be a dirtbag years ago and I hated that. And actually, on the last episode, I spoke about how I went back and did all that shedding mm-hmm. with people I felt like I had wronged or jaded. But currently, for me, dating is a bit difficult. Um, I've realized that there's certain people that have this preconceived idea of who I am and what I may be like based off achievements. And achievements are, achievements are merely things I've done. It's not who I am. So that's why when I'm with someone, I literally, just the other day, someone asked me about work that I was out on a date with. And I'm really getting to know this person. And when I date someone, like it's only that person. I won't date three people at once. If I actually give you my time, I just said time is precious. If I give you my time, I'm with you. Hallelujah. I, I would leave yeah. my phone in the car, but I had our tickets for the rooftop cinema <laughs> on my phone, <laughs> so I needed that. But I put my <laughs> phone away the entire time. Um, but I don't need my phone with me. But when it comes to dating, I have realized that it gets a bit difficult because individuals have this preconceived idea of who I am, and they almost put you on this pedestal because they create this space based off where they are. And I don't care if you're in a building phase, I don't care if you're job searching, I don't care what you're doing. I'm with you because I've connected with you on a deeper level and I want to give you my time. And that's something I've run into. Like, dude, I've literally gotten ghosted by so many women this year to where we'll have an amazing time. And I've realized that I'm good at creating this comfortable space when we communicate and they feel non-judgmental and it's just because I'm comfortable in myself. Yes because I have to spend all the time with myself and it has created a disconnect. So what, I mean, if, if they're having like a great time and like you're just being you and Joey's a phenomenal guy, I mean, what's, I mean, did, do they get intimidated? Do they like um, skirt I don't know what? if it's intimidation. I think what it comes down to is psychologically, 
some people lack self-worth and self-confidence. And what that comes down to is they realize that I'm so confident on my own that you have to really add to my life. And then it's like, okay, if you don't need me, what happens if you just get sick of me? They're so focused on what could possibly happen that you can't be present with me right then and understand that I'm spending my time with you, which is the most precious thing I can yeah. give you. So they don't need you at that moment. They should just want a want in. Want yeah. To be with you. So what happens to me, I think, with relationships is people aren't honest. And so we don't communicate honest because we haven't been taught to communicate honest. So I went to my friend Dominic. He does uh, skits and plays based on... Dom, between, shout out to Dom. Yeah, uh, Dom, Dom. You know, and uh, we on the yeah. internet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, He's a life coach and things like that. So we have discussions about relationships and, and different scenarios, and you should have him over. And you guys should go to one of the things. Oh, getting a hold of Dom? Oh, yeah. that's too bad. He yeah. just went and spoke in Brisbane, Australia. Yeah, what? Came back, getting a so hold of Dom is like yes. impossible. Yeah. I talked to him today, but I didn't get a hold of him. We just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was busy. But uh, me and him, we, we always talk a lot, too. And we say, uh, be who you are in, instead of what you think people want you to be mm -hmm. and it's hard to project in, a, in our society because we buy into our system so heavily that it outside of what he does is do you want to get to know him mm -hmm. and and that's the issue so every issue is uh oh, like who you, you, yeah like who you like mm -hmm. and what happens is we care we put more value into what do you know what you have instead of what you feel and who mm -hmm. you are and go ahead joy this one's a thinker yes you have another question? I have so many questions, all right? <laughs> Joey's the king of questions. Yeah. You guys, you guys, all right, with, without me, there would be... Such a... <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I, I got a question. How many times did you play 21 questions growing up? Oh, my God, like every day of my that life. That was his game. That was but his opening. It was with myself because I didn't have any friends. In front of the mirror. But, no, all right, question, question being posed. Like, this one's a thinker, so mm -hmm. you, could, you could take a second. Matter of fact, you can take 14. Um, 14 seconds. Nobody got that reference? You guys want to send no. school for all right, anyway. Um, so <laughs> shout out to Pharrell. I got your um, back, man. Oh. So here we go. Um, you guys are very successful and like well known celebrities, blah blah blah. Like, yeah, hey. Okay, but the person that you project, like, and I mean for you, I can already probably guess your answer, but entrepreneur, CEO, founder, protein co, all this stuff, like articles written about you and shit. Okay. Is that person different? Than when you're on a date, or like, then is that, is it, or like, let me just throw this out there. Yep. So, throw it. Those are titles, and those mm -hmm. are, uh, get closer to the mic. Those you. are titles and things that he gets involved in. But I would say for myself, is you know, I'm writing a book, and the book is called Pieces. Yeah. So, it explains Ooh. that. We're both then, writing books right yeah. now. Yeah. 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 We got, we got two writers. So, when I do something in any People shouldn't say, oh, you're not this, you're not that. You can be any and everything you want to be. Mm -hmm. You can wear a lot of hats and be a lot of yeah. things. And so those things encompassing you make you up, but you, in, in, in turn, you make those things up too. You make them mm -hmm. unique to you. But I mean, so like, how many? Is, so that's what I'm trying to tell you, Joy. So what happens is. Hold on, Joy. <laughs> Hold on, Joy. <laughs> Listen, I don't stop. Perception, perspective wise, you are what you need to be to some people. Oh, mm -hmm. damn it. I don't like. Okay. You All are right. what you need to be, and, but that's from their projection. Mm -hmm. So. People might think I'm their best friend, but I might have. You and might have. You don't five, get a text back. No, you might have five true friends that, that you depend that on for certain me. things. Yeah. But you might be on the list of a hundred people, yeah. or you. It might be the opposite. You. So, all of that makes you up. All of that's a part of you, and some things play the um, the the in the forefront. When he's at work, he can't be, say he's surfing or whatever, whatever, whatever. That's the forefront is work sometimes. 
So he's wearing his, he's the CEO, he's wearing that hat more. So you gotta but have he's still hats. all those things behind that. And it's just like a shuffle, it comes up, comes but up. But I mean, like, I mean, like, both of you guys, both of you guys, people know who you are. Like, people don't know who I am. I know, I'm know Joey's friend. <laughs> Wait, I think before that, do you? But that's got nothing to do with popularity. That's got nothing to do with money and resources. It's got to do, are no, you available to it. people? Yeah. No, but how many? I like the people, top of right? Okay. How many? Yeah. Bro, you like? I like people. Oh, yeah. I like interacting with people. Uh, and no, you like, don't know what people think until you ask business. a question. How many times have you left a date or left somebody you met and been like, damn, I wish I could have been this way or I wish I could have been that way? Like, how many times do you have to be? With uh, like a lack of terms, like politically correct with somebody, when you, you wanted to just be real with them, but you, you couldn't I, because you got status. You can, you can say what you want to say. I, oh. you know what? I, yeah, I actually want to touch base on this. I'm gonna put the mic back. Yeah. Um, yes. Give so, me, give me that. <laughs> originally, um, I used to put on a face for the person that I wanted people to know me as. There you go. And That's what I'm talking about. I wasn't comfortable in that, <laughs> and I realized that years ago, I lacked authentic and genuine connections with people because they wanted the person that I was portraying myself as and who I really was wasn't that person. I had qualities and traits of them, but I wore a mask, and it's something mm -hmm. I talk about whenever I do speaking events. Um, I talk about wearing a mask, and for me, I wore a mask of resilience. And I wore a mask of, I would say cruelty at some points because that was how I would operate and it was a terrible way. And I didn't have comfortability in that. And I think it came from like self-worth and not really being comfortable with myself. I mean, I had been dragged through the dirt time and time again and I projected that. And the second I did the growth and did the work that I had to do on myself and really peeled away the layers at what was eating away at me and how I can make that better. It takes work. Just like anything, you have to work on yourself. You can always reinvent yourself and grow, or some people use the word awaken, whatever. Like, you can always get stay to that woke. point. Stay woke. Yeah, stay woke. Yes. That's what the cool kids are saying. Um, but for me, at one point, it got really tough to connect with people. And so now, it's gotten much easier because I'm so comfortable and confident in myself. Um, but when it comes to the dating world, it is difficult because I run into it a lot. And I spoke last episode how commonly when I meet people, I introduce myself as, oh yeah, I work with San Diego Protein. I do their branding and their social media. Or, oh yeah, I handle their account managing. It sounds very basic, it sounds boring. Which is what I caught on that damn article, that's right. Yeah, and that's what it says in multiple articles. And I actually had someone that I, am seeing ask me about that because the first time they met me I said that I was the delivery driver yeah. <laughs> and it's just because he drives the business yeah and it's funny part about things in uh because I had a friend do the same thing I said you should just tell me you're the owner of your company you but should get closer to the mic he didn't want their perspective of him to change. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't have. He's still the same guy. Yeah. He's still the same person. Yeah, but people put this but, title but on it. And they it, it creates this distance. And I realized that and in the beginning. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it felt good. Like, I liked having people know who I was because in the beginning, all I wanted so, was friends. So the major issue with them is they don't think they're equally yoked with you. Yes. So there's a comparison. They see a, 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 deficit, a, a deficit. A so yeah. they say, how can I... And that's the, the measuring stick is wrong. Because mm -hmm. exactly. you're saying, take it to the personal level. Who am I as a person? Not yeah. what I do. And I'm sitting I'm there trying to debunk it and say, like, yeah. I yes. already like you as a person. Yeah. 
I just want to know more of you as a person, but it's difficult because right now you're intimidated. That's what it is, though, because most people, once they find out what, I mean, like you're the owner of your own company, you're an IV pro. Before they don't know that, they'll just be like a different person. That's not special to me. Damn. Oh, my God. So what happens is that's what people are taught, and we buy into the system of what success and who does it better and all that. It's not essential. So Mm -hmm. what happens when somebody asks me, what was different the day before the day after? It was just a goal. My friends around me did it, and uh-huh. so I did it. Yeah. Right? And I said, and I, I was around professionals, so I had a good measuring stick to do what it takes to get there. Yeah, right? You, you worked but, your ass off. But, but I'm saying is every part of life is different. But I'm still the same. No matter what my outside filter is, everything inside of me is the same as I'm going. That's the real me. Yeah. So my mentality tells me I'm mentally get the challenge done before I even go through the laborsome part of doing it. I prepare myself, you know what I'm saying? My body don't get my mind up. My mind tells my body. My mind mm-hmm. is telling me mind, no, but it, my body. It said yes. <laughs> hit, hit Hell yes. That's what I see in social media. So even my kids tell me they love video games. No, I love video games. And I don't, <laughs> I don't play them because it was developed when I grew up. I used to be paid to play so video games. So when video games came, that's what I'm saying. And you quit. All right. <laughs> so they don't understand. Y'all got this memory sticks and cards. Y'all can do that. Not us. We used to have to have the game on and hope your parents don't bump it, turn the TV off, that kind of stuff. You had to right, do the game that, that night. Save, like right? You know, and we didn't have saves and <laughs> memory Dude, you got to leave it on with the cartridge, yes, right. man. And then if it freezes, oh, man, I got to go all the way You're pissed. So... <laughs> But I don't see yeah. that as people do too much of it, even in the fitness industry. Yeah. Oh, I'm at this bar, you at that bar. Every, you just got to have temperance. Mm-hmm. You should be able to enjoy everything you want to do. People end things for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. If that's wait, 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 They're wait. into things for the say wrong that. reason. Yeah, say, that, say it louder for the people in the back. They're into things for the wrong reason. If you, I don't seek attention. I, I, it's, it's takers and it's givers. Mm-hmm. So what happens is yeah. you can't be sad if you're a giver. So I don't know if you be what you believe in spiritual or whatever, because that means maybe I, I'm not capable of having not having. So I don't know what my position well, is. If, in if my uh, girlfriend's listening, if I'm giving, I expect to be getting too. So. He's expect to be taking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I'm saying is, is we want retribution a lot of things that we can't make even. Yeah. And okay. so that's true. Some relationships, you're gonna be in the deficit of this person, oldest one or more. If you want to, but I don't know how you measure it. So that's the problem. Everybody measures the same way everything, but everything has the same value. Mm-hmm. I don't give you credit because you're in the gym and you're doing what you want to do and all that kind of stuff. That's what you chose to do. Yeah. I don't say, oh, I had no carbs. Oh, do you ever see me post anything like that? No. And the key thing I think about even men in general is men don't have a lot of freedom because they're scared to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. What's wrong oh. with loving? Yeah. So hold up, 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 hold up. Yeah, so it's a mask. It's a big mask. I tell people all the time, I post that mask, say, mask off all the time because I don't have a problem saying who I love and, and things I love and flowers and stuff. It's something wrong with you if you can't see. I see beauty growth all around me all where, the time. Where so do you think that derives from, though? What it's do you our think? culture. Yeah, it's, our culture tells men they have the to world. be the provider. You it's, have yes. to be strong. You can't show emotion. So, and what happens is, you get off the kilter, bro. You you think, but that culture like goes into the woman mentality as well. So if I say if I say someone's crying, what's your first thing to think his emotion is that guy's crying? 
If I say he's crying, what do you think? He's a girl. He's emotional. No, his, what what emotion is it? You think he's displaying though? Oh, weakness. Sadness. 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 Not weakness. Sadness. No, no, no. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm asking. I'm asking because but people will say we but people cry out of joy. I was just about to say, dude. I tear up from joy from like good things that happen to me. A lot of successes I think people have and they could overcome. I tear up. Yeah. And I don't, so when I lost my mom, I'll give you something about uh, emotional intelligence. That's what a lot of men don't Ooh. have. So they don't have emotional intelligence, so boom, 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 they're boom. hard to communicate with because they don't feel comfortable, they don't trust certain people with the truth. Mm-hmm. Because today, I tell you, I wouldn't tell a secret on the enemy if I had one. Right. Uh, you 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 have to be a vault okay. in some situations yeah. and, and learn how to... Um, all right, all right, all right. Hold on, because away. I need... They, They've taken the mics away from me. All right. I just want There's to a reason to that. Out. I'm a big proponent of the book Emotional Intelligence. Yes. And emotional Intelligence. Check this 2. out. Check my cousin out. She coaches it. She, she does so, it too. And we have a lot of discussions on emotional intelligence. So we don't properly handle situations as a hell no. of time. So then, so mm-hmm. then I guess I guess like what, what, I'm, what I'm hearing from the both of you, it sounds like, because you've been in agreement the entire time, mm-hmm. is that it's beneficial to be completely honest with your emotions? Well, with yourself. And so if you want somebody to understand you at that moment, you should be completely honest if you don't want to be misinterpreted. Right. If you yeah. want the, to the best way to tell somebody how you're feeling is to express it honestly. So you don't have to go back and do it another time. This is, this is what I meant to yeah. say. This is what I really was feeling. And it's okay to feel frustration. It's okay. I lost my mom, and I'll tell you, Joey, as an adult person, man, I had never been sad. But since my mom passed away, I've been sad ever since. Damn. And I don't have a problem with that. It's how I address it, and I know I'm sad, and I know... You were shook. I, I know that uh, I got to go through the grieving process, yeah. and, and yeah. I'm not putting a time yeah. limit on it. Yeah. So, yeah, no, but, but as an adult, I've never been sad. As you ask me as a kid, my kids probably sad all the time about certain things because I can address how I'm feeling appropriately for me. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not... Uh, and I know in times when I don't do it well, I go, oh man, I wasn't. So then, so then, are are you saying that like your mom's passing was the catalyst for you to be in touch with your take it away from emotional? Don't take the mic. Do you know like was that was that was that like the my mom was the catalyst to let me know I had never truly been sad as an adult. I've probably been frustrated, angry, happy, all kind of, but because I and I I didn't have a reason to be sad. You you understand what I'm saying? Like true sadness, like true. I can relate to that. You, you, know, you know what I'm saying? When Everything when else really, didn't matter. Yeah, until like when point. my nephew okay. passed mm-hmm. or other people, older people passed to me that like 199, I wasn't sad. And did you feel I like... I thought that was the yeah. process of life. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But mm-hmm. when my nephew passed, I felt robbed. Or younger people in general. That's mm-hmm. anybody on this planet that I think. But it's not for me. It's just my feelings. I'm being honest with you. I feel they were robbed. Yeah. But I don't know how many years anyone's promised. But that's just my feeling when a young person passes or... Anyway, natural, mer- any any kind of way they pass, I'm angry. Mm-hmm. I go, man, they might have had some years, but may- maybe that was their span of their life. Yeah, yeah. But on the other side, when my mom, I was sad. Not angry, not upset, just sad. Yeah. And sad to say, half of what made me is no longer on the planet. God damn it. I can That's feel hard. That. You know what I'm saying? Half yeah. of what makes me is no longer on the planet. Yeah. And the other half, my dad, her husband, is crushed. Yeah. Oh, completely. Completely. So mm-hmm. that's why I was sad. Or am sad, you know. Yeah. And, I, so, so and so, you so were, I address that when I feel like I'm going to be until my kids know I'm okay. So you were you, you were sad for your dad more so than your, your mom not being around. 
like most of well, most well, like I told you when I wrote like I said my mom's like the sun it's a billion trillion whatever stars just a lot of them a lot of people got moms but like I said my mom was like my dad's universe yeah. so it's mm -hmm. one of them for him so I, it's no I, I love that no coming back his so when he says things and he says I'm heartbroken I can I can understand that can but I can't be empathetic because I haven't loved like that yet yeah and people get upset if you tell the people you post to love like that that no, they oh. weren't together so many years. They was together so many good years. There's yeah. levels. So it's levels, right? Totally. So totally. It, so be honest with yourself and say, have I been that vulnerable? Can I love like that? Have can am I capable of being loved like that? A lot of people, if you're trying to love them, they see romance. I don't see love as romantic. That's what I'm saying. Love is all the things encompasses the good things of human nature. It fails. You know, all of us in love won't fail. Mm -hmm. So you don't you don't try to get back like in Corinthians in the Bible I believe you don't try to get back you you deal with someone who wrongs you mm -hmm. but we don't because society teaches us sometimes retribution right some mm -hmm. things you can't make whole yeah some things you can't you won't get back mm -hmm. yeah so I would say people better be good with life that's mm -hmm. the I don't celebrate certain how you know what I celebrate birthdays that's your true gift yeah mm -hmm. and because you don't know if it's coming back around I don't care how you count it is you should be happy because what happens when I'm whole and you see other people that I'm home, it's people in, relatively speaking, way less circumstance and they get more out of life because they kind of understand life and they're more closer to what we are as people. We more attached to material and things a lot of times in this country. We really are. A lot. And we be honest, <laughs> he's got to have this, she's got to do that, she's got to wear this, got to do that, and we lose sight of the person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we don't. We can put kids in cages and things and say it's the law, <laughs> and we can say things like that and, and say don't come here. When technically we don't own nobody owns the earth. Who I'm paying rent to? Why got Why I got to <laughs> get air water? Why can't I just go hunt do these things that we're naturally made to do? Yeah. We put a lot of obstacles into living when we Damn. should just love life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, life's short, man. Boom. I mean, a lot like he was no. saying. <laughs> um, I'm out. <laughs> Man, uh, a lot like you were saying, uh, a huge turning point in my life. Um, my grandma was like a mom to me because she raised me and taught me a lot of the lessons that I use every single day. And to me, it was a, a reality check where I realized that that's a real thing. You, you lose people yeah. and then yes. they're just not there anymore. And it was there, quote unquote. Um, <laughs> For me, it was an opportunity for growth, but it did allow me to be vulnerable because I had to be aware with those feelings. In the first year, I masked them. I had to be strong for my family because everyone else was grieving and I didn't feel it was fair that I was grieving at the same time, so I didn't. And then suddenly I started having these very deep, frustrating thoughts of- Outbursts? Huh? Like Outburst, anger. Like anger. I was anger. I was yeah. angry. And really, I was sad because I never yes. grieved it. And I wasn't being aware with my emotions. And it took a very close friend of mine. I was at one of his events. And this gentleman actually coaches people to have transformations when they've dealt with trauma. Huh. Not like a therapist. He does it in a very systematic and psychological way. He's one of the most intelligent people that I know. And we were able to really peel away the layers on why I masked that. And I realized that I wasn't comfortable being aware with my emotions at the time. I was okay being vulnerable, but I had been so jaded when I was younger 
that I was still holding on to this and still holding on to that frustration and I let it parlay and add on top of the heaping ton of frustration and anger I already had from losing someone. And so it took a lot of work in actually accepting that sometimes you lose people. Yeah. But for me, I used it as fuel and turned around and said, you know what? She thought very highly of me. My grandma used to always say, I know you're going to make your mark in the world. And I let that drive me. And now I get comfortable sharing that story. So there's a lot of speaking events that I do where I share the story of my grandma and the lessons that she taught me and how she lived in such a way, in such a passionate way that I wish it could be bottled. And I wish I could open that to show people really how passionately you could live because she lived in such an elegant and just full of poise way that it taught me a lesson that I didn't know I learned until later on. And it's a reality check and I can reiterate it and say it time and time again, time is so short and that's what it taught me. And that's why now when I'm with people, I'm 100% with them. Like I told you guys the story at the beginning of what I had to address and I was completely 110% with that because I don't believe in withholding the truth. If it's gonna hurt someone, it's gonna hurt them later on. It's just gonna hurt a little bit more because then you hit it. And so for me, I try and live in such a way that I want to be authentic with myself and genuine 110% of the time because then I feel happy. I had reached a place financially where I thought I was going to be happy and I wasn't. And I realized that I had the ability to be happy the entire time. What I lacked was deep and real and meaningful connection. And so that's why now, that's what I speak on at events is how do we get that connection? Because so many of us are driven by pride and ego and these things like social media where if I want to feel validated, I'll post a picture. Hundreds of people look at it, go on my story. Hundreds of people look at it, mm-hmm. you feel validated. Your girl that you're crushing on kind of looks at it, great, I feel validated, she saw me. It's that easy to feel validated in this world. And so we are constantly using this device that was meant to connect us yeah, and it's really created this disconnect yep. between that's, us that's what i was gonna say i i don't feel validation i feel like i'm sharing and hopefully yeah. i'm getting something back yeah and now and i just try to pass on value to think. people like like the lesson you learn is it's good you learn it because people want a long life but mm-hmm. you better be emotionally equipped to handle loss because the longer you live and you're a good decent person you're gonna have a lot of loss yeah each person is going to be a loss to someone every day and we're going to experience a lot of losses yeah it made me focus on the quality of the years that i have yes and it's it's a reality check and there's people that are living but they're just going through the motions and it just it lacks a sense of fulfillment because right. but like i because we all can't do the same thing i tell people find what your source of happiness mm-hmm. is going to be what fulfills you yeah it's always going to be different it, that's learned everything we do outside of the natural world is learned Mm-hmm. And so we learn, oh, this is a good job, this is a bad job. Yeah. But they don't say good and bad based on how it builds the person up or people up. They mean by monetary value. Yeah. Right. And that's the, yeah. that's the issue. That might not be a good job for you. Yeah. That might not be where you fit. And I don't, and people get mad at me when I say this, I don't love anything I do for money or uh, a wage or a salary. Because mm-hmm. truthfully, I'm the type of person, if it has to be done to help other people, I will gladly do something I don't like. Yeah. Like being on this <laughs> podcast. 
Huh? Like being on this podcast. I'm not getting paid for this. this <laughs> you didn't get your it's check. It's just sharing with people. It's like it's like Drake with the shimmy, you know, like where it's, you and know the wire. The it takes ten days. Yes, right. Oh, Here's my return. <laughs> come Check back, baby. What? That's what happens is <laughs> if we, an older guy told me uh, like twenty years ago, you might as well say the truth because it's whether you state it or not, it still exists. <laughs> so you yeah. might as well be truthful yeah. as possible. Because mm-hmm. you feelings are not always true. How long did that take to, to click, though? Like, to he me, told you that, but how long did it actually click on you? I, I still, I, it clicked, but I thought about it as in, how do I issue out the truth? Because it could be destructive mm-hmm. sometimes. So if it's going to destroy somebody, I, I don't put it out. So I tell people all the time, they say, why, you knew this, why didn't you tell him? The message was right, but I'm probably wasn't the person to de- deliver it. Mm-hmm. So in some instances, I'm the person to oh. deliver it, but <laughs> I'm giving a bad message. Mm-hmm. So yep. if things have to line up, and even here with relationships, it's seldom you are with who you want to be with and who you need to be with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if those two things line up, you're good. Mm-hmm. But then if they don't, you have to make a choice. Life is about choices, chance, and opportunity, and choices. You can have all the physical gifts but no opportunity exists you can't display them Machiavelli <laughs> right and I, I listen to him all the time and I and other so but so that lets you nothing nothing changed about human mankind technology evolved but we didn't our application our world that's what's mm-hmm. special about us is we can change our whole environment mm-hmm. you guys, you, our whole environment you guys, and that's how engi- the mind works yeah we don't do the physical things that we had to do to get resources, like walk three, four miles, build shelter, energy. Yeah. We go and burn calories in the gym. <laughs> That's not what your body made to do yeah. to, for survival. Yeah. But the mind says, hey, the past, the, your mind says, what do I need? And so, and all our minds work the same way. I, I, I think people have a million ideas, Simon's hands all the time, but they're afraid because when we're born, we're told this is how things are. Mm-hmm. No, this is how mm-hmm. things are at the moment. Yeah. They didn't used to be like that, and they won't be like that in the future. So whatever you make up next, this is all made up. Yeah. But I mean, you, you wouldn't say it's made up when you tell your kids don't do that. That's make believe. Uh, fucking make believe is great. Yeah. It gets to the next thing, and you can make up your world all day as long as you don't impede on someone else's happiness and all this no. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Intentionally, you're good. Okay. But, but conflicts like, always gonna happen. Being being successful and like, for a business owner, what are the practical applications of that? Is of being successful of a bit of no, you got of, a business of no of, of like yeah like you want that you, mindset but if you corporations changed America how we look at business mm-hmm. so technically now the bottom line in your shareholders if you're a public trade company or something like that you would look at profit but to me I'm more into what's the human factor mm-hmm. so how do you benefit say he his company he has a responsibility to his customers consumers the people all around him who he employed to make his product and his community. Mm-hmm. He can't just, he shouldn't just put out anything. We know value, we assign the value it has. Mm-hmm. Why it's five bucks, five bucks? Because we said it was. Said it was. But it doesn't yeah. have the uh, value it used to have. No. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, a dollar, we had penny stores. My grandparents had a, a jug and a club and uh, they sold food and pool tables and stuff like that and Pac-Man machines and the lady across the corner, around the corner did it and a dollar would get you paid. Mm-hmm. But see, the difference is, when I grew up, if it was 10 of us, we all got 10 pieces of candy. <laughs> now I think it's one kid's gonna have 90 pieces of candy and everybody else is gonna have 
one. And that's the issue is it, hoarding resources is in the Bible. You can store up your warehouse all you want. When you go, nothing's behind you. Even if they tell you that you're always behind you, that shit ain't behind you, bro. Mm -hmm. And right now, like when people say America's in debt or whatever, to who? In general, we say money has no value outside what's the sign. Bill Gates has a lot of money. What, what would you rather have, money or power? And most people say money. Money says you have access possibly to resources. Power says you control those resources. I can tell you can't shop here. That's like doing segregation. There's plenty of people. You can have all the money in the world. You couldn't send in Walgreens and get a burger. You had to go somewhere else. Yeah. And, and they can say, oh, you went down here to get it, but it's not equivalent. Mm -hmm. You didn't get it there. Mm -hmm. Your money didn't get you access. Mm -hmm. So money has no, absolutely no value mm -hmm. at all. And w how we judge whether business is doing good, the stock market, most, that doesn't affect 99% of people in this country. True. Not if not. I won the lottery for $500 billion, I wouldn't give Wall Street a penny. I would start my own. <laughs> Why would you give rich people or wealthy people more money yeah. mm -hmm. to manage? Mm -hmm. See, people, well, they're gonna take we it depend on the system too much because <laughs> the system needs you. us plugged in. <laughs> mm -hmm. The system needs you. That's what's wrong with labor today. The laborers are more important than the CEO. Yeah. Oh yeah. What do you? Uh, uh, I got a business degree, and I and they say shut up. What are your thoughts say, on that? Four piece property. On my, my thoughts on like what are your taxing? On that? Everything. No, 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 everything. No, no, no. I think taxes are bullshit. Everything. Everything like, that just like wrapped you, around right now. You are a CEO. You're a founder <clears throat> of a of a of a large company that has multiple employees in multiple locations and does like overseas shipping and shipping domestically, like. You know, like, come on, <laughs> give me something um, on that. But he could be doing it ethically. That's what I'm saying. He yeah. does not have to operate bad. I'm not for saying me, it's bad. No, 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 I know. It's, it's great. I yeah. fucking love it. Go, go, go. For me personally, um, I had shit managers in every job I was in. Oof. And it took Shout one. Shout out all Joey's past managers. Oh, man, I could name them. They're my <laughs> friends on Facebook. And <laughs> one thing that I learned from possibly my biggest mentor I ever had. He was my club manager when I worked at 24 Hour Fitness as a fitness manager. And when I was working with him, he operated from a place of empathy and education. He would empathize with where I was at and then educate me on the right way to do it. It was never a reprimandation. What he would call it is a spank rub technique. And he said, you know, I'll spank you, tell you a little bit about a way it could have been done better, but then I'll coddle you and tell you how we're going to make it better moving forward. To me, in my business, I don't come to them and tell them anything they're doing wrong. I tell them ways that I think we can do it better, and I enable them to do it better next time. Am I going to reprimand them and give them a write-up? No. I don't believe in that. Because the second you tell someone what they're doing wrong, you just damage their ego. You damage their sense of self. And for me, I'm trying to create a workplace where they feel, one, comfortable. Open door policy, I think, is bullshit. Because any business that has had an open door policy, who actually uses that? Who actually goes in and, goes in and talks okay. to them? You're because afraid. Yeah, you're afraid because it's still the person that you are managed by. <laughs> to me, I tell my employees, I'm the person that signs your check, but I'm your friend yeah. before... I'm your boss. And I tell them I would never have you do something that I wouldn't do. And it's them seeing that common ground of, hey, I'm just like you. I just so happen to have this skill set and connect these dots over the last few years that allows me 
to develop you the way that I do. And I mean, when I was a manager and working in the corporate environment, I thought I deserved respect because I was there. I was in that position, which is a very, very terrible way to think. And now in this position, I don't think I deserve respect. I act a certain way because I want them to see a role model, essentially, and I want them to feel comfortable growing into these individuals that they're going into. Because inside our work environment, every month we have a meeting, and it's a development meeting, and I ask pressing questions. How's your life? Straight <laughs> up. <laughs> like, yeah, how's your life? How are you really as a person? Right. What are you currently progressing towards? What are you currently working on? Are you currently fulfilled? If not, How? what would make you fulfilled? I ask these questions to get, to get them to think, because what I do is I keep the top two, tear the page, I give them the bottom three, because I want them to remember those answers. I don't need those answers, you need those answers. And I think when businesses Shit. operate from yes. a place of empathy yep. and education, you can enable people because right now the issue we talked to we talked about on the last podcast the, <laughs> some people call it a millennial issue but i think it that issue is with the individuals that raised some of these millennials that now go into a workplace and oh i was given a participation award i want that job give me it Amen. that's what they were always given yes. so now we have these kids that go in this work environment that are told everything they're doing wrong and then their egos yeah. are damaged yeah. and they've been given everything they wanted so now they're terrible yeah. employees and now it's our job to figure out how to properly develop them in the real world because they weren't trained and they were coddled along the entire way. And to me, I was given tough love everywhere. I had shit managers. I had a manager that told me I would never amount to anything. I hope he listens to this. How's it going? Um, and to me, we grow from it, but I never want to pass that on to people because I've gotten further with empathy gratitude and understanding than everything So then, like, the, the both of you agree I, competition at a young age is a good thing? I believe in life is competition. So when we, and I don't believe in um, when people say I'm, I'm in competition with the person in the mirror. Yeah, if you're in first place. <laughs> I mean, uh, the measure stick in your life altogether. Yeah. But if you're, if you're in a bodybuilding show and that guy's number one always, he's your competition. He's the measuring stick. So if your, yourself in the mirror never measures up to him, yeah. you're never going to the person that in the center of the stage so is oh the competition. God. So that's just one thing. But a lot oh of people don't God. know, Call understand <laughs> their, their value and worth. Yeah. So I don't have a problem. And ego, to me, is a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. So what happens with ego is we have a higher estimation of ourselves than we should. So when people put you in your proper context, you can't handle it because you have been taught to handle it. Completely. If you, if you can't handle success, you can't be good with little things. You can't be good with a lot. Mm-hmm. So... That's what how success works in general to me. So I have an issue with telling people something is wrong. Because in some jobs and some industries, wrong damages and hurts a lot of people. And I'm not talking about product. Completely. So if you can't be corrected, rebuked. Yeah, if you can't He's be corrected. He is. <laughs> if you can't be corrected and, re- and rebuked, you can't grow. Because mm-hmm. no one has all the answers. So Absolutely. in corporate America, you sh- have some policy in place. So it's like rules are for for the week and things like that, for all of us can get evaluated evenly. If not, people who have the resources will steamroll over you and things like that. So rules are important in places, and you want an open door policy, but whistleblower, whatever. That, what happens is if you empower the employee, I don't believe in bosses. It's only you got mm-hmm. one boss in your life, and that's you. Mm-hmm. You are your employer. You can walk away from any job, any career, anytime you want to. You stay they because make of this it, thing it, called money. Yeah, yeah, you stay because you uh, you don't 
you don't think you can prosper without it, certain things. Yeah. yeah. So I tell young people, build a skill set. So you <laughs> build a diverse skill set. Get good at life. Get good at a lot of things. Be exposed to a lot more things. Mm-hmm. So you're a lot less fearful and doubtful about what you can accomplish. Yeah. So completely. Not uh, humble is not like people have fake humbleness. That's like. Mm. Hussein Bolt, when he was running faster than everybody for like 10 years, saying, I think I'm going to do well. <laughs> That's not humble, bro. Yeah. No, you are going to do well. He's did the work. He's demonstrated he's going to do well. So mm-hmm. why would he expect to do well? So everything I do, whether I have done it before or not, I expect to do well. Yep. I'm never fearful of the outcome. So if I don't do as well as I like and, and my effort was perfect, I'm good with the outcome. But if my effort wasn't perfect, I'd go back and say, that's why I didn't this get what I could have done better. This is what I could have uh, did better. But if my effort is right, we can't do everything. Some things you just can't achieve. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm and not, you got to be good with that. You have to be good with who you are. And if you address yourself, honestly, you shouldn't have too many limitations because you would know where you're lacking. I'm just oh, trying really? to like, mash you two together and have you run for president. I would, that's the worst job in the world. In yeah. the president of this country because... That's why you need it. No, no, because <laughs> nothing you say is people, it's already 50% of the people disagree with you. Because we bought into the uh, capitalism is this, communism is this, socialism. If you was born in another country, you'd have a different outlook on all those things. Yeah. It, I'm just saying, capitalism is just a system of uh, e- economics. That's what socialism is. It's how you share resources. I think Technically, capitalism, people in this country don't believe in that, but they wouldn't have these Made America stickers. Yeah. You wouldn't have you wouldn't yeah. have that. True capitalism is it's a machine. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I want to make a profit. I, you know, yeah. but that's what we're saying. That's when the human nature comes in and are you ethical? Are you fair? Do you care about where we reside, this planet? Or do you care more about self? That's that's hard, bro. Yeah. When you're t- in this country we're taught be number one. And so that's why the the Flip the 180 of that, they start giving kids participation medals. Yeah. I asked my kid, so I, I coach youth sports before, and my kids, and I, I'm not, I'm fair with everybody. You could be my best friend at work, it's the same policies apply to you. Or who am I? Why would you want to be my friend then if I'm not fair yeah. to other people? So I tell my kids, I can see an animal sometimes, even the team. If the team comes in undefeated and they beat everybody, and or they beat a team that didn't beat them. It's different matchups, but they already lost mm-hmm. before they took the field. Or if they think it's going well, they play harder because they know the outcome is a victory. And who they get it from? They the lesson from adults. A lot of the younger generation don't have the lesson because we didn't learn the lesson, so we can't teach them a lesson. Mm-hmm. I watch dudes coach my my kids and go, if it's a hard team, my kid's the best player on the team. He got to play 40 minutes. If it's a terrible team, he played 10 minutes. I go, oh no, brother. You got to work out how you're going to work him. Yeah. And why aren't kids developed? Because we, we let, we feed more to the ones we, that, that can help us as adults. Yeah, we feed more like to the, the kid who thing. has natural abilities, but he might not, he might be the shit in kindergarten, but he might not be shit in 12th grade. Yeah, but, the, but, the, the, but I mean, just being funny, but I'm saying is if we want, if it's youth athletics and sports, when we put adults and money in it, it gets bad. Well, yeah, so why like can't a kid in high school play? They're like, they're, they're like seeing the same shit on like professional sports. Like the NBA does that all the time. But that's the NBA, and the NBA is not a sport. It's a business. Basketball yep. just happened to be its product. It's a business. Yeah. So what happens is we confuse that. 
everybody should play in high school if you made the team, bro. And then you get kids out there who you didn't develop in practice of putting them into and almost embarrass them because you didn't you help develop them. Yeah. I agree. I agree. But all I'm saying is, is like at the pro level, even though it is a business, it's still the sport being the product. And like that, that is what they look up to, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if you see, you know, like Steph Curry sitting out for the last half because they're up by 30 points, I mean. Because Steph Curry, having him out there, it could be detrimental to the team. He get hurt and they already got a victory. But yeah, yeah, your yeah, kid, but, but I mean, your kid, not detrimental to the team at a young. You gotta learn. We don't teach kids how to lose. We gotta teach yeah. kids <laughs> how to accept the loss, how to get better or not get better. You, you're not gonna always win. I've learned more from failing. Yeah, you <laughs> have to fail. Those so, the failure doesn't destroy them. Then you provide a cushion, a buffer to say, no, nah, this might be catastrophic. Let me uh, cushion the blow a little. Other than that, you gotta let them regroup. They not, they're not going to learn unless we teach. So we don't teach them to lose. Is that why you think people go back to that thing that they're good at? No, I think we teach. We should oh. teach. I think people go back to what they're comfortable with because we don't teach competition. We teach wins and losses. Yeah. Well, we should teach competition and just give it what you got and be good with the results. Mm-hmm. And... You celebrate a champion. That ha- that's, how, that's how it happens. Yeah. Oh, I have a really good question for the both of you. Okay, and then um, might be wrapping it up soon, but you guys are at different age groups in your life, but you're both mildly successful, if not really successful. So how are, are your you? pants wet yet? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got like half a boner the whole time. But um, where did you guys figure out your spot? To be like you know like like where like when at what age and like what thing happened that you were like okay I'm gonna be a founder of a successful business or like you know the I'm gonna be an IFBB pro and like that that is where I'm going to create my niche on planet Earth in this life because it's like you guys are way different age groups but you guys are both on the same level of success you know in a certain degree so like mm-hmm. I mean I mean there's got to be something going on here right um. I didn't like wake up one day and decide I was going to do a protein donut business. It just kind of fell into my lap. I was dieting for a show many years ago and I wanted something that could curve my sweet cravings and posted on social media, donuts for dinner. Within 24 hours, I was hounded with messages and was still trying to figure out what I was going to do. I was borderline depressed. I had no real friends that I could reach out to. I just wanted friends. And at the time, this seemed like a good way to get to know wow. people. I had something that people wanted. And so I had $33 in my bank account. I progressed it. And as business started progressing, I know that baking and culinary is not my passion. I don't remember the last time I actually baked one of the donuts. I will integrate myself into the business to figure out what missing links there are and how I can make it better because I believe in system optimization. And the only way to see that is to go through it yourself. But to me, I would say in the last five years, I really fell into that personal power of living genuinely in myself and through doing that I've gone around and shared my story which has allowed me to have more comfortability in myself which has allowed me to focus more on purpose over popularity because so many people flip the switch and they think oh I need to be popular so then people listen to my purpose when no you can have a purpose and right now I think my purpose is helping people in any way shape or form and the way I've been doing that is connecting with individuals that are either one lacking in their business or two lacking a genuine connection with someone because usually that comes down to three one of three things 
I'm afraid of disappointing mm -hmm. my mom and dad. I'm afraid of disappointing my significant other. I'm afraid of disappointing my friends, mm -hmm. which comes down to ego and pride. Why does it matter what they think so much? Well, I get it, your mom and dad, because they raised you and you want them to be proud of you. But wouldn't they be proud of you if you were happy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they would. Mm -hmm. And that's what it comes down to is for me, I fell into that personal power of wanting to help people. And now that San Diego Protein has given me the platform to do that, I've gone around and done so many speaking events. I've gone to schools and talked to like elementary school students. And I did this event where I wanted them to write down what their purpose would be, if they could change anything or perfect something. And one of the kids got up. And I also shared this exercise on social media. And my 13-year-old brother messaged me. And what he messaged me was, I want my purpose to create a, I want my purpose to be to create a world where racism does not exist. Another kid wanted to create a world where children are enabled to grow and to go into an environment and to feel comfortable and safe in a workplace. Yeah. These kids are 12 and 13 and they're having this realization, but I realized that through telling my story, it connects with kids it connects with middle-aged individuals and older individuals. And I think allowing yourself to really fall into the personal power, that is you. Because no one should love yourself. No one should love you more than you love yourself. And so I think self-confidence and self-love have a big role in doing that. I'm going to be selfish here for the three of us here. You're helping out people. What's your advice to us on this podcast? Because you obviously know a little background. You, you talked with me on Saturday. We jammed about it, about it. You know we're not here for the money or nothing like that. So what's your advice for the podcast? Um, I think he just told you. Keep doing it. Be yeah. you the whole time. Yeah. The whole time. Because that's the greatest part is you guys are you. And I like that. Because I run into yeah. a lot of people that aren't themselves. I run into people that seem like they're this great, freaking amazing person on social media. And then I meet so, them in person. I'm like, oh, you suck. <laughs> so, so this is how I view it. The podcast is, is just a few. Your purpose exists outside of anything that's man made. Yeah. So mm -hmm. his business allows him to apply his purpose. So like people say, oh, this thought he gave this so much money because charity, true charity, is nobody knows you did it. Your right hand or your left hand do it. Mm -hmm. Did it. So yeah. I would I use the LeBron James example is he'd be a charitable person no matter what. He would give of himself. So of himself, it just happened to be monetary a lot of times and add to his community that way. But he would just, his purpose is being a charitable person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But not basketball. That might be his passion, how he fuels his purpose to me, but that's not his purpose. So my pur that's how I see things too. So it, you, you ask the question, at no point in time did I ever know what I wanted to be. I still don't know what I want to be. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that changes. I think we all are kind of That changes that. because we, as yeah. people grow, we evolve and things change. So what mm -hmm. I do want to be is what I need to be for people. So he touched on it like when he didn't get the grade. Sometimes you you have to be unselfish. My dad told me the most a man has to be the most unselfish person in a relationship. So the difference between yeah, him and him. No, no, I mean as a when you become a father and, mm -hmm. and different things, the difference between me and him is I have children. Mm -hmm. And I have learned and just because you have your parent don't mean you're a good parent. True. So Develop that skill set to be a, a better parent, a better role model, and and so no, nothing's perfect. No yeah. one wants to be perfect. Why? Because perfection means completion. There's nothing to do after that. Mm -hmm. So we need to be here. So we always just striving to do better and be better. Mm -hmm. So the the true purpose is hard to find. 
but when you define it, you get to it no matter what avenue, what business, what industry, whatever you do. So, so how you define success is totally, it's some measurable numbers that people like to use, but it's up to you. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I volunteer any place I can. That's what you mm-hmm. see with corn, with kids. We, you wouldn't believe that people just let you in that school to work out kids and talk to them in a positive <laughs> way and try to introduce health, fitness, and, and teach them a mentality of giving and sharing and encouraging because we teach selfishness. Mm-hmm. I don't love my kid no more than any other kid, but people will. I'm gonna say this for example, I see no more value in that anybody connecting me to anybody else. Mm-hmm. And so we, we just need to try and do better. Cause I don't think we try and do better cause we think my voice is too small. Yeah. I'm not LeBron James, I'm not who, like people put up posts no, on the I think on they the don't try media, right? because they fail once and they don't want to try again. No, I think it because they don't see the value in what they say. They put they attach too much to the person. Yeah. So Tupac has said something that's terribly wrong. I've seen people do it on the internet. Everybody, Tupac said, I don't trust nobody. Like everybody likes to say, I don't trust no one. Every fucking body trusts someone. Or you wouldn't make it through the day. Yeah. You're trusting that. He's going to drop the direct deposit. The key's going to work. You're trusting you put your finger in the gym. You pr- you're trusting that <laughs> people laws in place, that people are going to stop at the light. Nobody slows down and stops at a green light because they're trusting that people bought into the system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so and I, when people write that, I say, won't you be the first person of trust then? Won't you be an example? Mm-hmm. Since no one can be trusted, you got to be in that. Mm-hmm. So just see things. <laughs> we, we buy into ourselves too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really do. We, we really do. So he takes... So I think people get in their own way. Yeah. Too. They tell themselves it's too hard. It's, it's too, too challenging. Hard. So and that's when you say, yeah, what do you, what's how you want to do? I see something and I go conquer it, right? They say, you're not going to be able to run a half marathon. Okay. <laughs> well, let's go, T. Let's go. You're not, and do it down for sure. But it was f- to prove to myself mm-hmm. so I can know, test my limits. Yeah. Right. This is like, yeah. but the real test is what, like, Joey? It's like the, the, the greatest podcast. Wait, Joey, I have a, I have a question. But if you share honestly, you, you know, that's the problem. People want to be popular. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to be famous. No. I want to I wanna have the right influence. I think Influence in areas where you can make pe- people flourish and be better. Yeah. Joey said it best on the last podcast. He's at a level where he's okay financially. He's financially stable. He's like, I, I could make more, but I'm fine right here, and I just want to help other people. You know, like you... You get to that level, like people that are want to get that popularity, they're never gonna be happy, you know. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with financial. Like Joey's at that level, like, yeah. hey, I'm right here, but now I want to help people get up here. Or mm-hmm. help with me, he, with he's, me. He's like, re- if I'm winning, everyone's winning. Right? You, yeah. He, he he's reached, and people say, but you can do so much more. But he might not be willing to sacrifice his time for that. Yeah. See, that's what people don't understand. Like I've seen people who have great. I'm just saying great because they make money. Let's put it that way, because that's what people value a lot. Mm-hmm. So this person got a great job. They work 89, 80 to 90 hours, 100 hours a week entrepreneuring. Damn, no. And they got a house that's, we say, what you like, because shelter is shelter. But let's, mm-hmm. let's be honest, what the things that we, that sh- that shine, that we want. But yeah. they spend no time in it. Yep. They spend no, they drive that same <laughs> nice car. They only get to go to work and park and home and park. Yeah. Yeah. They can't just let the top down and say, I'm yeah. the coast. Because they, they, when is enough? When is the consumption? I enough? mean, on that topic, like, have you guys ever gone out to La Jolla and like watched the sunset at Sunset Cliffs? Yes. And you see yeah. those houses, 
Do you ever see anyone sitting on the balconies? No. Empty. All the windows are empty, right? Everything is empty because these people have these things they've strived for and they yeah. don't have the time to enjoy it. It may be a summer home or an Airbnb, no, but, no. but if you go out to like Bird Rock, people live in those homes and they're not out enjoying it. It's like, when is when do you reach the point where you've made enough to get by and where you're sustainable? People it's, have like these dollar amounts, like yeah. six figures, seven figures, and it's like, you could be happy before you get we, there. We got it wrong in this country. Yeah, yeah. You, we got it where uh, you're a slave to work. Mm-hmm. And what and what I mean by that, you can't go to work. You got to ask somebody, can you get off to take care of your spouse, your kids, a family person? And they mm-hmm. go, oh, uh, bereavement program is three days, three days. Are you fucking kidding me? That's the problem in this country. Mm-hmm. That, I'm just being honest. No, you're right. You, but then they'll say you're not a good parent because you didn't work all day. Well. I'm a great parent because I was with my kid all day. Yeah. But see, but that what happens <laughs> is, in their life, but yeah. yeah, but see, that's what happens. Is so outlook dictates how you see the world. I didn't always see the world like this. I grew into no. this, and I feel much freer. Like when you say intimacy, people jump to another thing. I like to learn things. So mm-hmm. if it's a woman or a job or anything, I would rather do the same thing with the same person a thousand times and do that same thing with a thousand people. Because there's I, no growth in that. Absolutely. So we have nothing to look back on. We have no experience. We had, it's your outlook, bro. And so we've been tricked like into the system. If everybody <laughs> in this country said, I'm just chilling, going to watch the sunset today, some shit will happen different. What's wrong with that? We want to boycott other shit. Why don't we just boycott shit? You can. You don't have freedom here. Mm-hmm. You cannot exercise freedom here because we tied to the machine. Yeah. And yeah. so but once you get unplugged from the machine, people go, "Oh, that dude's hippie." But got forty seconds on here. You got something to declare? Are you? Did you unplug from the machine? What <laughs> no, I got. I'm waiting I on Joey because he got his point. hand up. I got, I got a yeah, goddamn Joey has his point. hand up to ask a question. I don't want to call on the kid with his hand up. Just, <laughs> just go. Yeah. All right. Um, but the, the, the whole system that's tied in, even if you find the most down to earth, most, you know, coolest girl or guy, you know, whatever. Um, and because I, I feel like in my, the, the only thing important in this world is love. Right. That's but, the only thing that exists. Yeah. That's but what for I mean. me, is like people won't give you a second look without the status, without the money, well, without the security, without. So I mean, I. But I they're not the person happy. for you to enjoy. Yeah. They're oh, not I the mean, person I mean, for you. But I mean, that's. See, that's, that's see, this is how, this is how, this is how, this is how it happens, though, in relationships, because I know you, what kind of guy you are. This is what happens. <laughs> we know. So, oh, man, we know. And we're out of time. And it's not even bad. Somebody's gonna get heartbroken. We're going over time. Person for you, you could not be the person for them. So the problem, I believe, in relationships in this country, people in general, is because we we're the has the visions when it should be. So the two people who most likely should be together are not together, because mm-hmm. she got a, she's Muslim and he's from Georgia with a cowboy hat on. But they have the <laughs> most spiritual everything in common, but they won't be together because those that one thing blocks them. Yeah. So then they go, on. and so it never works, never work, quite works. You make it work, but it never quite works mm-hmm. because. We put so many blocks in place of who's supposed to be with who, who should be with who. You're never going to be at the person you want to be with because you go, you don't even go in that direction. That could be somebody that's for you and they go, oh, they're not for me. <laughs> yeah, talk to Seth about it because you, you already know. So once it goes past, you shouldn't have to impress nobody. I don't know what impress means. Either somebody wants to get to know you better or not. Likes you for you And so, so what happens, we're in a speed up society, like people want ultimate success, so they want to meet you and we date. Like when I first got to California, bro, true story, 19 years old. <laughs> this, this is funny. Sorry oh, about man, this is <laughs> When you try to date, 
So I go out on a date, meet a girl, DJ club, it says, we all get down, have a good time, all that kind of stuff. The next week, I'm out with somebody else. Mind you, and the girl, see, see how your face looked? I didn't say anything happened. I just said we went out. That's the point is, they said, you are with this person. I don't know you. I don't know her. That's the process of mm-hmm. getting to know somebody without putting a stigma or something on this person. A label. So I can't get to know more than one person at a time. So I got to mm-hmm. fail with you for a whole three months when I could have been dealing with the whole <laughs> situation. Fail That's what I'm saying. Dang. Like my boy, we, I'm just being honest, it's funny because my boy was like, we was at the mall one time. He, I walked by this girl I just went on a date with. And I'm with another girl, she's another dude. And he, his his outlook, I was, I, this is what me and him laugh about all the time. And we 44 now. And this is when we was like 19. He go, whew. This one with pages and all that kind of shit. He's like, good thing she was with somebody. I said, good thing she was with somebody. Motherfucker, good thing I was with somebody. I got crushed. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm man. His perspective is we give more credence to the one and all this kind of thing. So I view everybody equal. So you don't, you can't get to know anybody. If you're scared to ask the certain questions, yeah, you, yeah. you can't yeah. get to know anybody if you mess. If you really want to know somebody, yeah. they gotta be willing to, to let you know them. And certain parts about you, you can't give to everybody. Nobody can give themselves 100 percent to anybody. Yep. Nobody, because that's not survival. You, there's some mm-hmm. things you gotta hope. Gotta keep yourself yourself safe. close yeah. to your vest. Keep yourself safe, and then other things can be vulnerable because people have a problem today. They got leaky pipes. They just like to talk. You oh. see it all on social media. Everybody follow gossip. There's everything. Yeah. Shade you room. don't know what's going on with everybody that you your Gold friends, star. but you can tell me about everybody else or stars on something. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the 50 Cent and Floyd Mayweather beef was, that was funny. I refuse to click on it. <laughs> that was funny as fuck. I refuse to click on it because why, how, why are they more important? I just wanted entertainment. And it's <laughs> and, and, and they don't see, used to be, and I meant people wanted to be famous, it meant something good. People rather be infamous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People just want to be known in attention, and we'll give you that. People want the likes. Man, we're wrong. I'm from a place when I grew up, we didn't, we didn't laugh at kids who, see, I'm, lack of a better word, I'm going to say retarded or whatever. That's a medical term or special yeah. needs. But people yeah. put them on the internet doing goofball shit, dancing, and they're not laughing with them all the time. They're laughing at them. Yep. Yeah. They're exposing them. That shit wasn't cool when I grew up. Yeah. You don't do that right. kind of stuff. But yeah. that's acceptable nowadays. People, mm-hmm. if you don't set views, a boundary man. in life, well, get the it's some <laughs> boundaries I won't cross. Yeah. Is somebody gonna have you hard set on a boundary that really it's just a personal thing? It's not gonna affect them or you? And they, you gotta question them. What's the sense but, of morality nowadays, right? But that's a that's a yeah. uh, what's the line? What's the line that what society de- develops it? And so yeah, exactly. we try to we try oh. to keep it in, intact. But what happens is. People got this false sense of protection. Mm-hmm. You know, people feel secure to say certain things. Yep. And, 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 and if you, if, see, I don't, I'm not a proponent of violence, but that's the shit happens. So if people feel threatened, it, so people not secure themselves. Like when we grew up, we played the dozens, we joked on each other, everybody was good at it. Guys with tough skin, you about to come with your joke bag, because when I went to school, everybody had one. <laughs> so you know where hurt and not hurt. But a lot of that was uh, in fun. But I don't mm-hmm. see fun in it now. I see, I know my weaknesses, but I know yours outnumber mine, so I'm going to get everybody on you before it gets to me. Right. Hey. So it's out of survival or, or, or my ego. Mm-hmm. So that's hard, man. Yeah. See, see, like like people like to uh, turn people down and be able to say no, but they don't want to get a no. That yeah. shit's tough. 
Yeah. See, you fair. Yeah. I don't like saying this shit. That shit hurt me too. When yeah. you fair, when you're a fair arbiter, that shit hurts you too. Yeah. You go, no. man. You don't want to be told no. Why rejection's a bitch, rejection, bro. But you, but you, but what? But, but you're okay giving it. You out? He came out. You're okay giving it. You don't look like me. I say no, 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 no. No, like you. You know, what's going on? You need to be fair. You know what I'm saying? But that's, you got to take it. You yeah. got to take that. Yeah. And so we 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 don't get complete. And so we don't have these conversations about, we mostly think the same shit. Yeah. We just cowards sometimes. We don't have enough courage to say it. Yeah. That's why the world doesn't change. That's why we're in the same. We're in a country that you, the only country that used, and I was in the military and I thought it was funny. I'm like, man, we got the biggest guns. And we're the only country that used the biggest guns. Atomic weapons on people. And people say stupid shit like, let's people die. Oh, fuck, from a bullet, then a, a nuclear <laughs> bomb, bro, atom bomb? No, it's not true. But then we tell other people, I'm not safe that you use it. Shit's hilarious to me, bro. <laughs> you have to laugh at, like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Who's the best president? If you're a dude, George Bush. Because yeah. I just knock on the random people's door, and I tell the husband, I say, hey, how you doing? Uh, this house is right for regime change. <laughs> Go and get your shit, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you can stay in the kids' room and clean your bathroom. Oh, <laughs> oh, my shit. God. Bro, you have to laugh. That's yeah. why you have to always have a good time, right? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> now we, we, we done with all that, and we're going to have some fun now. Right. But you have to be, just observe life, man. That's how good life is. Shit yeah. is a tragedy, a drama, and a comedy all at the same time. So you should yeah. just get on the roller coaster and enjoy it. Yeah. But Absolutely. I feel we also have like this kind of rage culture. As and well. everybody should get donations to Tony. <laughs> what? He does Spartan races. <laughs> uh, he's running around Thirty Street all day. If right. anybody wants Brother to Spartan, have Tony runs. <laughs> Tony runs. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. Damn. Okay. Thanks. Thanks awesome. for the shout out on my own podcast. <laughs> on the podcast. No, but um, to wrap it all up, Joey, Cam. Oh, hold on. Real, I have a question go, for Joey. Okay, go. Go. We, we kind of touched on it last time, but it was like towards the end yeah, of, we're of the probably, podcast. I was probably thinking the same thing, though. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to really want to know about this. Like, obviously, there's uh, people demonize this concept of like, uh, we're talking about like, uh, you say you're taking uh, hallucinogens and stuff like that. If you listen this far, then hey, what, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> well, I just want to know. I never done it before, and obviously, it's uh, uh, from a uh, lot of people. You want CBD or whatever it is? I, no, or I it's know like people. <laughs> you like talking about DMT? No. Yeah, um, hallucinogens. Um, or, or that I'm gonna go and say it, dude. I've had some of my strongest realizations um, while administering hallucinogens with an intention. This yeah. does not mean going to Burning Man and burning for an entire week. This mm-hmm. entails going to a facility where it's an entire ceremony administered by a shaman that used to do this within the Aztec culture. Um, mm-hmm. That's an ayahuasca mm-hmm. ceremony. A mm-hmm. DMT ceremony is a very spiritual ceremony where you start, this particular one started with 30 minutes of a Buddha circle. And it means that everyone in the room is meditating with the same breath. and energetically it's supposed to create a buddha circle which gets which gets all of your energies in the same tune and then you take the dmt you can either drink it smoke it parachute it for those that don't know what parachuting is look it up online <laughs> can we get a brief over because I, um, I got, I got parachute um get out the booty it, yeah you need a 
it's like a, a suppository. So we don't need that, Daniel. Yeah, we don't need that. It hits you harder, though. Wait, 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 but so we need that now. Shove it up I'm your ass? Shove it yeah, up your ass, pretty much. Yeah, deposit, but it hits you harder, sure. Deposit. Right? Deposit. Deposit. You're depositing. Sure. Don't, no, don't shove any. <laughs> but like I was saying, so psychedelics, for me, um, I never always, did it with an intent to... Alex hasn't been listening this whole time until yeah, about one minute ago. Right? Time, for me, I can honestly say, dude, I've, I've done LSD hundreds of times for the last decade. I've had some amazing realizations. I've gone through my work day while on LSD and interacted with people completely fine. I ended up how I am, and I had some amazing realizations in the form of... Last time I did it, the space I was in, I'll use that terminology, I felt contentness, and after I came out, I had two things that rang through my mind. One being, I just want to hug the world. Two being, how do I do that? I had started to become aligned with what I thought my purpose was and trying to help people. And also, while I was in that space, I felt... There was matter that I saw, but it wasn't myself. When I looked right. down at myself, I felt matter, and I saw that. Yeah. And I felt uncomfortable. And I started to realize that that uncomfortability was me uncomfortable with the sides of me that still needed growth. And mm -hmm. so I realized that I was still holding on to certain things. So I, of course, right when I came out of it, I focused on how to fix those things. So to me, it allowed me to unshroud some of the things that I had kept deep down that I didn't really want to come full spectrum with. Right. Um, it's helped me a lot um, as far as my cognitive thinking when I was out of it, because I journal a lot. It allowed me to also finish 180 pages into the book I'm writing. And I share all of these experiences that I've had, because there are certain people I've gone through exercises with where the connectivity that you feel, like it, it's real, and so many times, People get so caught up in, is it energy? Is it intuition? Is it God? Mm. Is it Allah? That we miss the entire fucking point that there's something there pulling us mm. in a certain direction. Why does it matter what it's called? Just right. be in tune that there's something there. Yeah. So it's funny, even when you address that, you was like, I did it for this purpose. But nobody says about alcohol and tobacco. Yeah. Nobody so somebody says, says you can just say, I'm getting Hi, Jen's here. I'm getting <laughs> shit faced. You can I'm say, say that, hi, right? Jen. And Jen's friend. <laughs> Jen? Yes, but you up. can say that, right? When you preface the question, and, and so that's when we get confused with that's what we learn what's legal and what's moral. Right. High is high, comfort mm -hmm. strong. So even older people can see the benefits of marijuana, not the stuff synthetic man made, but mm -hmm. the plant and purpose itself and mm -hmm. how it heals. They won't do it, but they don't have a problem smoking cigarettes. Yep. That's probably the worst for you, right? It's so, that's what I mean by unlearning. Calling me out. That's what I mean by unlearning certain things that they yeah. just mm -hmm. can't. When yeah. It's beating you something that's immoral or not right, yep. and you're 70 years old, it's hard to, to, to change that tune. Mm -hmm. It's hard. So I will say that I know some pretty powerful people that have had realizations during psychedelics so strong that they dismantled multi-million dollar businesses because they realized that who they wanted to be and who they were were not in alignment mm -hmm. with what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And so from going through that, they didn't get volatile and just completely abolish all responsibility. He dismantled his business in the form of selling it to other individuals because right. it's a multi-million dollar fitness brand and he brands fitness professionals on a very global scale. Um, and he was able to have the realization that who he wanted to be was not in alignment 
with who he was at the time. Right. And he was able to come to terms with that through psychedelics. Can you do it without it? Totally. You just have to want to. I think it gives us the comfort comfortability when doing it that there's something else there pulling us and maybe that's an internal thing that, oh, it's not me getting there. Something's helping me get there. We always want to feel like we're being helped. Mm-hmm. Things like that do help. Right. <laughs> what do you think people demonize it so much? Just because they don't, obviously they don't know. Are you asking um, for a friend? God damn it, yeah. Are you asking I think for a people friend? demonize <laughs> it so much because... Um, uh, I think it's because it's it's like a way back in the uh, hippie era when we had um, what was the big hippie fest called? Woodstock. Um, Woodstock. Yes. Yeah. So sorry, I was having a brain fart on that. When Woodstock <laughs> when Woodstock happened, we demonized it because there were all these people that were having a great time. If you look back at videos of Woodstock, I actually have an uncle that was at Woodstock and he shared his personal testimonial of it said it was the most amazing time of his life. He's very in tune with who he is. He doesn't have much. He lives in a small town in Tennessee, yeah. but he is so happy with everything that he But that, that might has. be a lot for him. Yeah, so exactly. It's, 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 it's perspective. It's like how you measure it. Let's just, me, let's just keep it real that drugs are demonized because the war on drugs is the war on race. I'm just going to say that. Well, that's like new age, how you do it. But I mean, as in... <laughs> no, I mean, no, like, no, no. Okay, in, if you think about it, opiates were outlawed about because the Japanese freedom, and though. San Fran. But um, of course. Marijuana was outlawed because of Mexicans getting across. You know how many opiates we burned up Cocaine. Cocaine. Yeah, right? Cocaine was... My friend said that. Uh, outlawed because of uh, the jazz clubs. No, and if you look at the history of mm-hmm. cocaine, it's funny because they was like, "Don't let the black man do it." Right? Yeah. The campaigns. <laughs> yeah. They, they no, had, really. Like the, the birth of a nation had like they'd get crazy. Like, oh my god. The, you know what the real problem in this country is people don't know history. Because yep. yeah, we don't teach true. it fairly. Yeah, so if we actually, so skewed, if we, man, it's, it, so it's not skewed. History is what it is. If we, t- we tell the truth. Oh, how we say about it. like we, we can it. sit here and say, "Oh man." When Kim Jong Il, all that fake shit going yeah. on in Korea, Korea never posed a threat. They can't break a fingernail over here. We go, oh, the people, that's a bad regime. But police gunning on people every day here, we don't go, it's a bad regime. Mm-hmm. It's a I'm bad just, regime. I'm just yeah, saying, it it's yeah, just crazy. Because no. we are we're fearful at the end of the day. Because change should happen. And then if change happens, what, then what? We don't know how to deal with that. We're resistant to change. Yeah. Um, biochemically, when yeah. we accept change in our brain, we resist it, it automatically. Yeah. That's our body's defense mechanism it's to fine. change. We produce a chemical that's the opposite of dopamine that makes us sad and anxious, and we resist it because it's not survival. Do you really like to feel sad and anxious? No. And a no. lot of uncertainty. So. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. That's true. You good? Yeah. You got any more? Yeah, no, you sure? Are you good? Okay. So no, you're, it's you're, all you're gonna do the drugs. We get it. Come back, dog. I didn't say that. No, but for real. Um, thanks for both of you to come on. This, this is, is awesome. Episode Final ten. Thoughts. Episode ten. I want you guys back on episode twenty. Episode twenty. Episode twenty. They gotta wait. I want them to wait. Oh, I wanted to build up the hype. Break bread. I meant donuts. Had I known he was coming, like I knew he was coming, but I didn't know he was a fan. You can always go to the donuts. Yeah, (laughs) I'll bring, I'll bring some by. I'll get some to you personally. That's for sure. Well, I mean, I mean, it'll be. I know that the email, uh, direct message, maybe like a probody warehouse if you want them to carry that. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 Rob, listen up, man. Hey, carry that all day. But I mean, maybe like a collab between you two. Be down. Be down for it. This is awesome, dude. Because this is the main purpose of. Me and Tony, when we kind of thought up, was like, well, 
we had a good conversation with like, hey, dude, let's just bring it out, have people listen to it. And the main purpose of it was just kind of connecting with people, mm-hmm. you know, connecting with who these people are other than what people think of you and mm-hmm. what people may perceive of you. Yeah, we we want to get in there. We want to get into who you are. Shouldn't that be what every conversation is? It should be. So it should be. But do is you know why? It's don't not dress rehearse. Don't dress rehearse. Just come sit down and yeah. have a conversation mm-hmm. so you can, and honest one, you can learn who this person is. Mm-hmm. You can learn how similar we all are and then our differences. And the difference might be how we handle the situation. Yep. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so I learned a lot today. That's yeah. why I, you say you know everybody because I'm going to learn mm-hmm. if people don't teach me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that's I like, like I'm very, sometimes I'm a very shy person and just kind of having people like, like Dia and Joey over here is that you guys are people, people person, right? You, you, you feel comfortable talking to other individuals and that's kind of helps me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a sense, just being open as well. But that's know? the part about like talking transparency is an yeah, illusion. Talk. It's what you want to share, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's true. what social media is to be what you want to share. So, so we grimace when some people don't have a filter, but that might be what they want to share. Yeah. yeah. Some yeah. people that's give true. access. Some people don't grant access. I don't mean you being shallow or fake. It's just that some things are not for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. I love you guys. Preach. I love Joey. <laughs> And his mom. Cam. Joey's <laughs> mom. Yeah. She's a great woman because she's Joey's mom. And I used to see his sister all the time in Best Buy. Oh, I used to work with her. He yeah. was he was too shy, I didn't know him. Plug away, Back in the day. Plug away, Cam. Plug away. Plug away. Where can they find oh, yeah, you? Oh. What are you up to? What's going on? K S T O N Cam. Just follow me. We just Funkton Cam. Check him out right we there. We just do regular stuff. Fitness stuff, newest I've. What's your I next show? Um, books, fitness, just talking, say something nice, say hey. something. Mean. It don't say really don't matter. Nice. Just in a pro body warehouse. Yeah, check them out. Something Interact with them. Pretty that's cool what, dude. That's you get right. Yeah, we'll make some cool content for you guys. You guys already have my handles. You guys don't really care about me anyway. No, they do. I, I, Everyone I mean, cares it. about you. Oh man, <laughs> we His care about sponsored you. Sponsored athlete. <laughs> we, we, make things, we make things happen on Bro, I'm going to make a podcast. giant donut for this guy to eat. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have a donut eating competition. And I smile. Actually, I'll plug this. I'm this All right. If you listened this far, we have a donut eating competition that's happening 60 days from now. It's going to mm. donate all the money to charity. It's going to be a $25 buy-in, as much as you can eat. You versus other pros is what I see Where's happening. Where is that? You we're should there, do this. We're, I might get, I'm going to be in prep mode. Where are you doing things. it at? But, so I'll probably, um, we're finding the venue for it, but yeah. I really want to look into the Lafayette Hotel to see if we can do something. Let us know, dude. Give, give us a table. We'll podcast so live. You this? Yeah, can they cover it live? And yeah. then we just you repost the hell out of that? Yeah. <laughs> Post it and say everybody can repost. repost yeah, no, I mean, the goal is to bring in as much money as we can yeah. and just have yeah. it be a fun event for people because everyone likes donuts. Yeah. Dude, 20 bucks is so cheap. Yeah. The people they're going to meet there because the crowds I'm bringing, I'm bringing like the founder mm-hmm. of Flavor God. I'm bringing the founder of the Make-A-Wish Ooh, Foundation. I'm killing Flavor God. Yeah. No, these so, are people that so, I'm friends yeah, with from me. playing video games with yeah, them. Really. I kid you not, I've gotten close to them from video games. It, it could be a big event as you want. If you want something before for kids or whatever. Yeah. Whatever you think of, bro. I mean, I am doing it because I have a nonprofit that I'm a part of that really allows me to connect with children and help them through development programs. Yeah. Because I think through athletic and development programs are what saved me. And I think in those programs, we learn how to empathize and get educated. And we also get vital social skills. But yeah, 
check that out. Donating competition. 60 days from now? 60 days from now. I'm sorry. We'll be there. Yeah, we'll definitely, and yeah, we'll definitely just start eating the donuts. Start eating the donuts. No, we'll definitely be there, and um, we'll definitely shut it out whenever you have the details. We'll put it out there on the podcast. I'm going to, like, take off work for that, so. Take off work. Yeah, Yeah, we'll give everybody that's listening the details. If you guys want to come through, that'll be a first two-hour podcast. Nothing to Lose podcast, episode 10. Repost, subscribe, follow. Please. We love you. Awesome. And I'm not going to let Joey down again. I might be here every week. Hey, hey, we want you here. Every this is a podcast yeah, of five people now. Hey. Hey. That's my Peace. All right, guys. Peace out. Thank you for listening. See Catch ya. You next time.